Hey folks, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. We are at the Bear Hunting Podcast World Headquarters. Okay, yeah, that's a joke. We're in my basement. <laughs> I'm here with Clint Mitchell. And uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, this is part two of uh, a two-part series that we're making on um, my fall bear season last year. And uh, if you haven't heard part one, I recommend that you do tune in and listen to that one. It's on all your favorite uh, podcast venues. And uh, yeah, so, but this week, and that one was about Minnesota. And as you know, as a lot of you know, I had two fall bear tags last year, uh, Minnesota bear tag and a Michigan bear tag. And uh, so we talked about Minnesota last week and now we're on to Michigan. And uh, for my, my Michigan hunt wouldn't be complete. The podcast wouldn't be complete without bringing on uh, return guest Clint Mitchell of Foley Swamp Plots. Oh, good evening, Matt. How are you? Living the dream. <laughs> Same here. You know, I'm feeling a little better after the stomach bug that we've uh, had going around here the last few weeks. Uh, yeah. Just getting over that and getting back on top of it, as you've probably noticed tonight. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Not 100% yet, but I'm almost there. Yep, that's good. Better get it now than later, though, because it's... Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, I, yeah. In the summertime, it's awful to get it. Oh. You want to do stuff. At least this time of year, you're already cooped up. In the yeah, house. it's gonna be minus twenty out tonight anyway. So, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I'll wish that I had died then. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like it the other day. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, uh, well, good stuff. So well, where, the, where do you want to start off on this? Well, it's first not, off, dinner. Dinner? dinner. Oh, yeah, dinner. We'll, we'll probably have to come back to discussing dinner. There's some yeah. some symbionics behind it. Uh, yeah, that's true. What do we yeah. what do we have tonight? Yeah, we had uh, my probably my I I say every recipe is my favorite, of course, but my uh, bear ribs that I make, uh, slow cooked in the crock pot, some barbecue sauce, and uh, oh, I love them. Yeah. So and they were absolutely delicious. But uh, I say symbiotic. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, later we'll, on. we'll come back to that. So, so a little bit of teaser for later. So. Anyway, well, let's, uh, so I'm going to fill you guys in a little bit. So last week we talked about Minnesota and, uh, spoiler alert here. Um, if you haven't listened to it, um, the old podcast, uh, recommend you do now, otherwise there's spoilers. So anyway, I did not get a bear in Minnesota and, uh, it was just a bad state of affairs and, I returned home to Michigan to hunt my Michigan bear tag. I cut my losses in Minnesota and came back and uh, here and got right back at it. So, but... And we were going to step back in time yeah, a little we're bit. Gonna, yeah, we're going to step back in time, though. So we're so that, that happened uh, right around the first weekend of September. So we're going to time travel back, though, to July. July 10th? Yep, yep. It would yep. have been the 10th of July. Um you wanted to run with me. I was yes. beginning a training season in Michigan. Yep. July eighth. So, um, so let's give it. So in Michigan, um, just a little background here. In Michigan, you can train bear hounds uh, starting July. Is it always July's tenth? July eighth. July eighth. Yep. Okay. I've been at it for a couple of days. Actually, I've been up a week. I went to Wisconsin yeah, went to for Wisconsin. their opener on July first. That's right. Hunted so, with some friends there. So the way so the way in Michigan's full bear season structured is you can start training bear hounds on bears July 8th and you can start baiting August 10th and you can train hounds all the way up until September 5th, right? 
5th, yep. Yep, and then it it's Quiet Time. And then September 10th is first uh, season opener, where it's bait only. And then September 15th is 10th. the... September 10th. Uh, yeah, September 10th. Oh, is that's the, right. Yeah, yeah yep. yep, for first season starter. And then September 15th is second season opener, and you can start running hounds on bears then. Yep. And then uh, Michigan third season opens on September 25th, which is the tag I had. So, <clears throat> anyway, that's, that's a Michigan season structure for non-Michigan residents, I guess. Yep. So, anyway, July 8th, um, I asked Clint because I wanted to go and run bear hounds with him. And had, so. had you ever run dogs before that? Nope. Or been on a, a dog hunt? Nope, I had not. So, this is all a new experience for you coming along. Yep. Uh, this is something that I've done my whole life. And, and in my previous podcast, I, we kind of went over my entire life story yep. of hound hunting and leading yep. up to it. So you've never experienced it, but wanted yeah. to come along and see what it was like. Yep. I'd been at it for, you know, by the time the 10th rolled around of July, I'd been at it for a week, went to Wisconsin and, and ran there for almost a week's worth of time. It's not a very far drive for me as I, where I live right on the border. Yep. Um, so July 10th rolls around. I've been at it for a few days, getting, getting the quirks worked out with the dogs and we're not anywhere near being, being ready, but mm-hmm. kind of. What 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 was your experience like? Picked you up at the gas station. <laughs> yeah, so you picked me up at the gas station in uh, in the West UP there, and yeah, and you know, I mean, I had been around you know hound hunters, but and and I never actually run with bear hounds, and so um, you know, I had kind of come from the background of a you know I was a deer hunter all growing up, and then I got into bear hunting later in life, and so of course um, in Michigan, really the only two methods you should use are with it that you're going to be successful with anyway are um either using hounds or bait and so naturally you know being a deer hunter that's used to sitting in a tree stand or whatever the natural transition for me was always to use bait um you know i had no i didn't know anybody with bear hounds or anything so um and what i learned as a young bear hunter was that in michigan there's it's almost two segments right i mean that's you're either a bait hunter or you're a hound hunter it's like yeah, well, and coming from my side, I mean, every bear hunter that I know that's a hound hunter, if we didn't if we didn't have dogs, we'd still bear hunt over bait. Yeah. But we just most of the time choose not to because you got a lot of time and effort into these dogs exactly. that you, you don't want to waste it when you get a tag by, well, you know, I waited however many years for a tag and I've spent every year thousands of hours of training every yeah. year. To just shoot a bear over a bait. Right, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, exactly. for, for us, it's you, you want to get out there and, and run those dogs oh, and, and see what they can do. Yeah, now, now having been through the whole experience, definitely totally understand that. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I mean, that was my background, and I, I don't know, I just never really had done it. And, and you know, doing this podcast, and I, I just really got the, the yearning to, to try it out. I mean, it, especially talking to Clint too. I mean, it, I realized it was, a, there had to be a lot more than what I thought it was to it. And so, um, sort of how I started. I just wanted to go out and go out for training season. So that was July 8th. I got picked up at Clint, July 10th. July 10th. Yep. yep. Sorry. Uh, Clint picked me up at the gas station and we went out into the bush and, uh, struck a bear pretty quick. I mean, it took us. Yeah. I think I, that's what I had said is, uh, for the few days that I've been hunting, I've been mm-hmm. I haven't been making it very far down the road before we break strike a bear. Yeah, and uh, 
we went down just one of the local snowmobile trails yeah. just to the east of town. Yeah, we just rode that for a while, and then I think we cut off on a forest road. Yep. Then. Yeah. I think, I don't know, we maybe made it 10 miles or so, if yeah. that. It wasn't, I, I don't even think it was that. So, and the, the rig striking, mm. that's, you know, yeah. I, I'd been telling you about it, <laughs> and was really crossing my fingers. I'm like, I know it's early in the year, and the dogs are going to look like crap, and like, I hope yeah. I don't look like an ass to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... And the dogs did their job, and I I did mine by listening to them, and yeah, we cut loose on the bear. Yeah, and for for those that might not know what the hound hunting terminology is, so when we say a bear, we struck a bear, so that means you're driving around, and the hounds smell a bear had crossed the road or, or was near the road or something, and they 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 howl they they howl to let you know you know hey we're there, there's a bear here, and so you let them out, and that and you let the the hounds out on the bear trail from the road and that's what we were talking about by striking a bear versus um the other way to do it would be to take the bear the the hounds to a bear bait that's active and let the dogs trail the bear from there or uh as i had said in our previous podcast we back home Mm -hmm. uh in the lower peninsula we have a lot of sand so you can find a track Yep. And and start from there. Is that really a different term, though? I, I almost feel like that's in a way Oh, no, because the dogs, a lot of times the tracks we find mm-hmm. in, in the lower there, if it's on a sand road, they might be older tracks. Oh, I see what you're saying. So okay. if it's older, the dog okay. might not rig strike it. Okay. But so for me, that's a primary thing for me up here is, is rig striking. Yeah. Uh, it's, even even when it's legal to bait, I, I almost barely have to utilize that because yeah. there's, there's enough bear around here that they're moving you put on a couple extra miles, you're probably going to strike one. And, yeah. and that's what we did that day. You know, the dogs blew up. Yeah. The, the hardest part is sending them in the right direction because <laughs> you can't see where they went most of the time. Yeah, and I remember that track. It was like, uh, yeah. I, I think we, we, we figured it out, but it was not... It wasn't fast. No, it wasn't. It was not like, oh yeah, here's a bear track. You yep. know, it wasn't yeah, like, we didn't just cut loose and woo. Something all breaks painting. loose. Yeah, it wasn't like a painting or something where you're like, oh yeah, this is this is what a bear track looks like. It's yeah. like, hmm, so, I think this is the pad. <laughs> yeah. So we spent what 10, 15 minutes trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, probably. And fortunately, sent the dogs the right yeah, way. Yeah, we did. Yep. And it wasn't too long. When when you get a rig strike like that, they obviously yeah. they're not too far away right and uh the race was on shortly thereafter yeah so yeah. and and what what did you see what uh well it took it well went through some interesting terrain for sure um I'm trying to think here you know the it, it's crazy i mean for one thing, the bears don't move in a straight line, and the hounds, of course, have to follow the bear. And so there's a ton of zigzagging stuff. And so even though you might go, I mean, we still, as the crow flies, went a really long distance. Yep. There was so much zigzagging there, and and uh, it's interesting how the different terrain plays into how the hounds will catch up to the bear and everything. But um, well, terrain is everything about how yeah. how a bear runs. Yeah, and, and it's. Once you're in it long enough, if you're in an area you're familiar with, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell which way the bear's going to go mm-hmm. with with accuracy, yeah. to, depending on the terrain. Because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll follow the same stuff, and, and most of our GPSs, uh, mm-hmm. which we use the Garmins, and uh, yeah. they have topographical maps on them. Yeah, that's I, You know, you, if you know how to read them, if you know how a bear's going to run, kind of mm-hmm. know the area, you can kind of figure out where they're going to go with with a decent amount of accuracy and, yeah. and be there and usually see the bear and we did we yeah, saw we the did. bear multiple yep. we times we did see the bear um it, it did cross the highway 
um, which when we say highway, we're talking about a federal forest yeah. highway. That's yeah. not really it, a It's a blacktop road yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of the biggest challenges, I think, is just keeping up with, with the hounds, though, is that, because, I mean, we're, you're in the bush, right? And it's... They might go somewhere, and you're like, man, there's no road to even get towards no, them. You're you lucky know? if you got a a, a two track that goes yeah. in there, you know, or a lot of times it's a logging road that they burned up. And yeah, exactly. One time, even two or three years ago, it might have went in there four or five miles. Now it's burned up right at the yeah, road. Yeah, you can't get back there. And yeah, yeah. it's it's uh it's interesting for sure. That was that was something that I, I think I was surprised at is how you know it sounds on paper. It sounds like oh yeah, you just keep you know you just follow the dogs and that's actually a lot easier said than done and that was something that was interesting and we, so. we went a few hours i think uh to my best estimation the dogs went nearly 20 miles I think. yeah yeah and for early in the season that's that's saying something that they went that yeah. long and stuck with it so long. yeah uh, yeah. Never did tree the bear. No, no, we, we lost we them. They went into this nasty swamp. Yeah, yeah. We cut to the chase. We saw the bear, and we ended up. Uh, they got into a thickle swamp. And well, I think it was an area that I I'm not too familiar. Yeah, with. Yeah, but I not. am because I, I I was familiar with the area because I deer hunt there. It was funny because we started nowhere near where we I deer hunt, but we ended up. Yeah, and that as, was, as the crow flies, it was what eight nine miles or at so at least at yeah. least Plus and that's in a straight went. line so you can figure as matt was saying where the dogs zigzag they don't just run in a straight line they never do yeah and uh so eight nine miles in a straight line dogs and, and the bear are running zigzags well you straighten their line out and it's twice maybe even three times as far as what yeah you, you know you exactly. actually went yeah and for good effect, they're, you know, crossing creeks and climbing yep. hills and going through cedar swamps. And <laughs> yeah, and we're in, a, in an so. area that uh, it's it's rolling hills is what I would call yeah, it. A yeah, lot of okay. lowland swamps. Yeah, maybe I should. So so where we're at, so we, we both, Clint and I both live in the UP of Michigan. And uh, to sum up the terrain of the UP of Michigan, rolling hills, um, and it's the the woods, I mean, it's complete, it's super remote up here. I mean, it's all woods for the most yeah. part. There's no real agriculture other than a few hay fields here and there. But I mean, those are few and far between. And the area that we hunt is all national forest. Um, I think it's safe to say that it's the Ottawa national forest. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, that's like saying, oh yeah, it's <laughs> the Yellowstone or something. It's, it's a big area. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's nearly a million acres of, of, of federal land yeah it's a huge chunk of land and um it most of it's very thick woods it, it's it's a mix of boreal forest like you'd see in canada and temperate hardwood forest like you'd see in like pennsylvania or something but it's really really mixed <laughs> yeah well that's like i said the rolling hills you get to the highland countries yeah. and and it's all everything's mixed in between the highland yeah. countries is where you're seeing your oaks and your maples yeah. and stuff and within 100 yards, you're in a, a, a cedar, cedar swamp. swamp. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And they're thick. So, and we're, cedar alder. The yeah. day that we were running on the 10th, that was that was where we were going. Yep. I wasn't too familiar with it or the yep. road access. Yep. We'd put on, I, I considered to be well enough miles. And, yeah. And, you know, enough to, to know that, you know, the dogs were, were doing well for how early it was yeah. in the season. Yeah. You know, given I, I had a week in uh, in Wisconsin running with a few friends there, uh, which we did well. Um, and as I had said prior in my, my previous mm-hmm. uh, podcast, I told you that we, we run little bears usually. Yeah. And, it was. And it's, yeah. you just run all day and, and not tree a bear. Yeah, we did see the bear. I, I mean, it was probably, 
I wouldn't say it was like a hundred pound bear, but it's probably a uh, low hundreds. Yeah, low hundreds anyway. Oh, probably yeah. less than one hundred fifty. And yeah, I and those are the ones that they just they spank me all season long, yeah. right up until about August, and the dogs are are getting rock solid. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because, like, you think that your goal would be to catch the bear, but I mean, as long as, I mean, the dogs ran 20 miles, you yep. know? And that, that early in the season, it's... It's all about conditioning. Like, yeah, you know? just getting the dogs in shape, you know, and, and I don't... Treat 10 bears in training <laughs> season, I might treat. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally good with that. Like, my uh, mm-hmm. my partner, one of my hunting partners uh, in the lower peninsula, they treat almost 30 bears. Wow. That's um, crazy. You know, a lot of times two bears a day, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of a, well, not even a little bit, a big difference between the lower and uh, the upper, especially during training season. Okay. As far as pressure goes, mm-hmm. you got a lot of the bears down in the lower that are, are getting run constantly. Oh, I see. Like people, the guys that are running these bears, they're, well, yeah, we treed this bear last week. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. uh, my, my buddy that I know, he treed that same bear a, a week ago or two weeks ago and running three days in a row. Mm-hmm. Right. Or up here, uh, I might not chase the same bear twice. Yeah, you know, yeah. until uh, kill season rolls around. Yeah, um, and it's to me, it's hard to distinguish the yeah. the difference in bears. Like I'll have 10, 15 different bears coming in on camera. Maybe mm-hmm. I couldn't tell the difference between any of them unless there's a, a very noticeable there's blaze or something. You know, yeah, a big blaze. I've got one that's coming in that's large. Yeah, that uh. Me and a buddy of mine, we've actually both been after him for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's he's huge, like mm-hmm. 300 plus, and he's got a monster scar on his side. Oh, and we've okay. seen him for the last three years straight. Yeah. So, and nobody's got him that I've heard of. So, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Otherwise, your your average bear, you know, 100 to 200 pounds, it's hard to tell the difference between them. They're, yeah. they're black. Yep. Yeah. Until they get really big, it's really hard to tell. So. Yeah. Unless they have a, a radio collar on them from a local uh, study, and I did see one with radio collar. I did too. Right in, uh, right towards the end of our our kill season, we never did get him, but we were trying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a giant bear, probably 150 pounds, but he had a radio collar and two tags in his ears. Yeah, you so. know, after seeing um, seeing the one bear and. I called him headset. Oh yeah, the, it looked because he had the, he had like two uh, two radio two antennas coming out of his radio collar, and it looked like a like a old like radio headset, you know. Sure. And uh, he, he's a big bear. Oh, this one he's wasn't. Really mine wasn't. Bear. And mine, uh, we had talked uh, to the DNR about it when we did run into him, and and they said they didn't have any study bears in the area, okay. so that one was more of an opportunity bear it sounds like okay. that he was getting into people's garbage and oh, stuff I see. when you in in michigan i don't know if it's different anywhere else but when they got tags in their ears it's like a strike one oh. strike two strikes three strikes they euthanize it okay so this bear they had they had two tags in its ears and and uh, radio collar on it okay and what's nice in michigan if you harvest a bear with a radio collar you know if if you want the collar they'll give you the collar Cool. They, they take it and do whatever, get whatever information off of it mm-hmm. and mail it back to you with all the information they've gathered from that bear yeah. as far as where he's been, um, any kind of history that they can get off of him. Yeah. You know, like you might be able to see if we had harvested that bear, you know, what he actually did to get himself in trouble the <laughs> first time around. Yeah. So hopefully we see him again this coming year, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and given the fact he's already got two strikes against him. <laughs> where he's at now, he might be in good 
good shape because it's in the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and if he's stick, sticking around there, then yeah, he'd probably, probably be bear. all right. He's being a good bear. Yeah. So, uh, so that was Matt's first. Yeah, town that hunt. was my first town hunt. Yep, and, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I'm like, man, I'd like to do it again, but. Uh, I had a baby a few days later. Yeah, so. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It was, what, the 12th or? Yeah, that was, okay, that was kind of sketchy on my part. My wife was like 39.75 weeks pregnant, <laughs> and I'm out in the bush without cell phone service chasing bears. That's commitment to bears right there, folks. Damn, Just let damn you straight. <laughs> Gotta have your priorities. <laughs> Oh, my, I got, well, and I, I had got, uh, Lindsay and, and Lincoln yep, with me, you know, yep. my, my fiance and my uh, one-year-old son, they were yep. with us, so. Yeah. So it's a family affair. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something that's a little different is it's, um, it, it ain't like deer hunting where you go out, you can't no. just take your, your two-year-old, your three-year-old yeah, out with you. Yeah, I know. If you want to have success, yep. bear hunting with hounds is like that. Yeah. Very that's, that's something I thought was really, really cool is that you can... I mean, you can bring the whole family, and you're sitting there, and you're like, we got all our snacks, and everybody's happy, and we got to walk around more, wait on the dogs and stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, not I would not all hound hunts are like that, but some of them are where the, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, we had a pretty relaxed yeah. day. You know, nothing yeah. was, was crazy. We got a few road crossings in, and mm-hmm. I was able to show you how we, yeah. we cut dogs in and pulled back yeah. dogs off. and yeah. You know, you got you got the fundamentals of a, a good day in the bear woods. Yeah, you know, that's something I didn't quite understand too. Was like the strategy involved in, in dropping dogs off. Like, like it's almost like uh, like if you're play hockey or basketball or something. You know, you got your your guys on the bench and you cycle. You know, you do a, a yeah, you got shift your first strings in there. Yeah. shift change comes along. You might keep one or two guys out there. Yep. And that's exactly how hound hunting is. Yep. I didn't realize. Like I just assumed. Oh yeah, you put as many dogs out as you could right away. But that's not the plan. You put your your good nose dogs out first, and you know to find to follow the trail. And once we get them jumped and you can get a trail crossing in, you dump in your your fast dogs. Oh and, yeah. And come kill season or, or later in the season, yeah. if, I, if we had a rig strike like that, as long as I can figure where the bear is going, I will dump the whole box. Because mm-hmm. that's usually, okay. in kill season, you want to get it done as fast yeah. as possible. Yep. And and if it's a bigger bear, likely they're going to get caught in bay yeah. up or, or tree. Okay. So that's, you yeah. know, and, and early in the season like that, I'm going to put my best dogs in. I had a lot of younger dogs that mm-hmm. uh, you, you just want to cycle them slowly so they don't get left behind and mm-hmm. then you're driving around all over looking for dogs so yeah yeah so yeah so anyway that was my first hound hunt yeah and let's continue on clint's season first yeah so so from that day uh training season went eventful but uneventful I sh- you know we didn't have any problems mm-hmm. um i went out as much as i possibly could which is quite a bit as yeah. I had said before, I, my my job works in a way that I have a lot of time off to hunt. Yep. And my fiance, God bless her soul, puts up with a lot of it. She doesn't <laughs> go every single day, but she goes, and mm-hmm. she's a teacher, so she has summers off. So it's not yeah. like we're I'm not abandoning my kid with a babysitter <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I try and take him with me or them with me as much as possible. But uh, we didn't have any wolf problems, to mm-hmm. my knowledge. Yep. Um, Michigan and Wisconsin, especially in more recent years, have been pretty notorious for wolf dog conflicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I may have had one. Yeah, I remember that because on my way back from Minnesota, I saw a wolf like right yeah. by your, your and I, town. And we had discussed that even where yeah, I said I might have like, had one day 
in that particular area. Yeah, it was funny that you said that. Yeah, so. where I, I don't know what happened. It was a good race that just went to hell uh, yeah. for no reason. All you know, every dog came out to me calling them when I saw something weird was going on. And and, and in that case, you if you see something weird going on here, mm-hmm. you gotta get on top of it because mm-hmm. if it is a wolf or a pack of wolves that's going after your dogs, you don't have much time. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and from firsthand experience, I, I know that you can lose a dog real quick. Yeah. Fortunately, nothing happened. You know, I was able to get my dogs, I, and I couldn't tell you one way or the other whether it was a wolf or a pack of wolves that got with them. I just know yeah. something weird happened. Yeah. So. It was a big wolf I saw, too, by the way. And no doubt. <laughs> and so we... We went through the whole season on pretty well unscathed. Had a, a couple of bears that uh, wound up having to put some staples in dogs, mm-hmm. but didn't nothing. Nothing I had to go to the vet for, yeah. do anything, take a dog out for a month or two. It was you know staple them up, leave them home for a couple of days, and they're they're ready to rock and roll again. Yeah. And uh, I spent a I didn't I don't really leave my hometown during training season very often because I've got such a good population of bear here yeah. that. It's, it's hard for me to justify going somewhere else when, uh, like my buddy that I hunt with from Iron River, mm-hmm. he's, he kept inviting me to come to Wisconsin after Michigan opened. Yeah. And uh, I just, it's hard to justify it because I'll drive here. Mm-hmm. You know, Iron River from Waters Meet is where I live is half an hour. Yeah. You know, and then we're only going 15 minutes south into Wisconsin. I'll rig six, seven bears along the way. <laughs> like you saw, we went down the road oh, maybe yeah. 10 minutes and, and had a bear, yeah. you know, rig oh, struck yeah. Yeah. and, and the game was on. And it's the same way when I drive somewhere, mm-hmm. truck full of dogs that are ready to roll and, and we're just blowing up every 10, 15 miles or so. And yeah. So it's hard to, to leave town when, when you've got that going for you. Mm-hmm. I almost um, hate saying it, but Michigan's got such a good bear population right now. It, it's good. And, and it's, like I said, you get people that'll argue on both ways. I yeah, oh, for sure. And for it depends sure. on where you live. Yeah, you know, you, that's the thing. I think you can go in little segmented areas and go, yeah, there's not many bears here. Or there's, wow, there's so many bears. It's insane. Yeah. You know? And we, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's the Mecca area, the... Of no. Michigan, but it's it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. damn good, you know, and which is fortunate for the both of us. Yeah, you know, we're we're hunting the same areas basically, yeah. and and uh, the, I did go out of town a couple of times. I came back to Wisconsin and ran a few times uh, just because my buddy kept asking me to come, and I, you know, going to be cordial and, and yeah. come. Yeah. He also came and hunted with me, and uh, I did go down to the Lower Peninsula and hunt with my uh, my brother in law, who's who's a big part of the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother-in-law, Bo, and my sister, Nikki, they come up and, and are, you know, they, they stay for the whole time, basically, and, and yeah. a lot of times they're the ones with tags. They've got their own dogs. Mm-hmm. So I went down to the lower for a good long weekend and hunted with them, you know, treat a couple of bears there and mm-hmm. and just had good good fun. Yeah. You know, and that seems like when I go out of town, I wind up finding a lot of bush latte trees. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so do a lot of hunting hungover. <laughs> so and and, and I, I you know, I don't drink as nearly as often as I used to when I was younger, so it's and hangovers are harder to get over now than they were when you were younger. I've noticed. So I don't I don't typically like to go out and do that because it kinda wastes a day for me. I mean not that I, I don't put in enough time otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um but we had a good time down there hunting in, in the 
Foley Swamp, mm-hmm. which is yep. where I grew up hunting. That's what my kennel name is after. Yep. You know, just it's kind of nice, a little little symbolism. Mm-hmm. Tree and yep. tree and a bear in Foley Swamp. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember seeing that on Facebook. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And we, uh, so I came back and hunted a few weeks in, in Waters Meet again and uh, ended up going over to my buddy Steve's camp up north of Marquette. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another very unique area mm-hmm. in up the in state. the Grand Mountains. Yep, yep. Just just to the south of them. You're getting into like okay. the foothills of them okay. there. A lot of bluff country though. Yeah. A lot of sand, a lot of blueberries. Yeah. And uh, at this point, it was in later August and uh, you could bait. Okay. And as we, had discussed uh, on a previous episode, you, you can't, your, your public land bait sites have to be clean baits. Yep. They can't be accessible to deer if you're using any kind mm-hmm. of grain or anything like that. And uh, what most people do is they'll dig a hole in the ground, line it with logs, yep. and throw real heavy logs on the top of it, which is what you were yep. doing. Correct. Where me and a lot of the hound hunters or even a lot of bait hunters that i know they we find a big hollow log yeah and yep. try and just upend it so uh yep. you're, you're keeping the coons and stuff out and nothing yep. else is going to get to it if, a, if it's knocked over typically it's mm-hmm. a bear because they're so heavy yeah but it's really popular in wisconsin to do that i think you actually have to keep it contained in wisconsin if i remember right so it, it's the same in michigan it, it's it, got to yeah. be contained but it's considered contained if you have the log okay yeah yeah but you can use barrels mm. as long as it's on private, private land. land yeah so i went to my buddy's camp up there north of marquette and it was the funnest thing i i'd seen in a long time mm-hmm. uh he had a barrel on his camp property just down below the hill mm-hmm. there was a, a stream kind of the, the trail heads there mm-hmm. or uh, a spring that heads yeah. up there and there's a, a 55 gallon drum that he just had like sweet corn and marshmallows in mm-hmm. and we stayed up till about one in the morning watching bears <laughs> and I, I think we counted nearly 15 different bears come in. Wow. In that, you wow. know, from, for a couple hours. Right from the camp there. Yeah. That's cool. And the one the one bear that we saw right before we went to bed was probably 400 pounds. Wow. And and we're looking at it like, ah, we don't want to run that. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll just go up the road if, if that's the last thing we see. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we woke up in the morning and there's a 150-pounder sitting there at about 530 in the morning. Yeah. So we... <laughs> We, you know, the pressure was off us at that point. Like, okay, yep. we'll just take our time, sip our coffee, yeah. collar up dogs, and then we we let them go. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of nice when I'm when I go and hunt with somebody else. It kind of makes me feel like I'm riding somebody else's coattails. Yeah. As opposed to putting in all the work myself. Uh huh. And my buddy Steve, uh, he's got good dogs, I and mean, mm-hmm. they're they're fantastic. Some of the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he cuts loose a couple, and I had cut loose a pup that. She, I just wanted her to go. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, jugs. Okay, jugs. And she was just a, a young pup at that time. She only had, she hadn't even had a full season under her belt yet. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't want to go. She's real unfamiliar. So I just put her back in the box, and we just let Steve's dogs take it. Yeah. And lo and behold, guess what bear they found? <laughs> the four hundred pounder. The four hundred pounder. <laughs> <laughs> and they went. At Steve's camp. You know, you can let them go. And nine times out of ten, they're going to run right across the road that's uh-huh. near camp. And uh, that wasn't the case. They had actually gone south. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, like I said, it's all bluffs, a lot of caves and stuff there. And, and we were heading down the road. You could still hear the dogs from the road. They're about 800 yards out. And uh, so I just started stringing in dogs, you yeah. know, make make sure they could hear and, and go. And 
and one by one they're all making it there and they just finally cut the pups loose to go in whether or not they can hear or not they can at least smell scent and follow mm-hmm. in and uh steve was already heading in on foot mm-hmm. he gets in there and i about five minutes after i let all my dogs go not maybe two or three of them had made it to the mm-hmm. the bay already they had they had the bear caught yeah and we didn't know what we had yet and steve comes over the radio and says i wouldn't cut any more dogs loose if i were you <laughs> <laughs> i'm like well that, that idea is shot already steve the whole box is coming at you <laughs> and uh and he says it's that great big bastard that we saw last night oh no and we were in it was like a popple slashing it was kind of the weirdest terrain i've I've seen yet where there weren't really any big trees in yeah. that particular spot it was a like a popple thicket yeah yeah um you know it's it's great grouse country but no yeah. hemlocks no big white pines or anything in that particular uh, spot just just like yeah, yeah popple like, thickets that were you know the biggest ones maybe six inches okay so even if this bear wanted to yeah. climb right there he and they seem to they all seem to like die too when they get that thick and only the strongest ones survive or something yeah you know? so so i hoof it in there on foot and they got this big thing just sitting there oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we're we're in the process you, you, the dogs are right on him yeah it it's pretty well wide open like you can see everything but it, the popples are so thick that yeah. you can trip real easy yeah exactly but you can see through them real easy too yep. so one by one we're we're grabbing one dog at a time mm-hmm. you know and, and most of them are my dogs because like an idiot i just pounded dogs in there <laughs> <laughs> and you know hindsight's twenty twenty. you know mm-hmm. given a chance to look at back on it now i probably wouldn't have done that but, yeah you know it's it's what it happened yep and fortunately you know we, we walked away from it pretty mm-hmm. well off you know yeah exactly. but we had dogs strung out where we'd catch one leash it up mm-hmm. leash it to a tree get back in with the race catch another dog <laughs> over nearly a half a mile oh man so you got a half we, mile trail of leashed up dogs our, our only saving grace on that is it was right back to the truck okay so the bear had just gone deeper into the section and, okay and gotcha. we just you know we're able to get dogs on the way back out yeah and uh have we explained why you don't want to drop your dogs on a 400 pound bear during train season it's yeah. it's a good way to get a dog injured severely or killed big big bears will like i said we caught this bear on the ground yeah they did tree it steve actually oh, got the video okay. he was in there when it treed but it was only treed for 30 seconds okay yeah he gets on the radio and says, it's treed, it's treed, it's treed. Yeah. Just a couple seconds later, he's cussing and throwing a fit. <laughs> it came out of the tree. You know, so that's that's what you get with these big bears is they just want to sit on the ground. Yeah. They're big. They're bad. Yeah. They, they don't, they're not going to mess around with these little, yeah. little hounds squeaking at them, you know. Exactly. At least that's maybe how they see it in their mind. Yeah. And if they had enough of it, they're going to fight. Yeah. And a big bear like that, a, a little bear will tear up a dog or kill a dog just as easy as a big bear, but a big bear means business when he does it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, I did wind up with a, a staple or two out of that in, in one of my dogs, but nothing bad at all. Yeah. Like I didn't even have to lay him up. He just got a cut on him that, that needed a little tension. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, trying to think if there's... I had a couple of real interesting days. Yeah. Actually Do you pretty, want to, the hub of the walking bear? Yeah, that was early, pretty early in the season, one that I wasn't anticipating. Uh, stuff like this you don't really see right early in the season, especially mm-hmm. for the size bear that it was. I uh-huh. went out and had a rig strike, and, and which is what I've been doing 
most of the season. Cut loose on it. The dogs took it the right way, had it caught, and jumped within seconds, pretty much. Like, within 30 seconds, they had it going. Yeah. And it went from, you know, the dogs running in there 100 miles an hour to just a snail's pace. Yeah. But they were roaring the entire time, just barking every breath. And they wound up coming to a road on the other side of the section I was able to get into and, and cut the rest of the dogs in. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I'd seen a track. I didn't anticipate it being very big, but the way it was walking, I thought that maybe it was bigger. But yeah. I did see the bear. Okay. So, and I saw it was, I, at that particular moment, thought it was only 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I cut loose the rest of the dogs in, and, mm-hmm. and it just was a snail's pace. It was nine hours <laughs> that we literally walked when I say walking, um, for terminology-wise, the, the bear is just taking his time nice and easy. He's not sitting and fighting dogs necessarily. Yeah. He's continuing he's at, like, he's not stopping at all. Yeah. He's just making a steady, slow pace, mm-hmm. not running. You know, average speeds are, you're seeing anywhere from uh, two to five miles an hour max. Yeah. So, but the problem was... With this bear, he got across the road on me, <coughs> which I was unable to see him. Mm-hmm. You know, I just barely caught my dogs running across the road after him. But he was in a section between the highway, the major highway, US-2, mm-hmm. and Old-2 to the north. And I don't know if he wanted to cross US-2 or not, but it got to be like the eighth hour of this walk. Okay. And I hadn't really seen any of the dogs in five or six hours because he just kept going back and forth in this section and okay. kept coming close to the highway. And I, if they come to the highway, in my predicament, I'm hunting alone. I've got six dogs out there. It's not a situation you want to be in when you get semis and cars blowing yeah. past you at 65, 70 miles an hour. Exactly. And fortunately, most of the people up here, they if they see a bear run across the road, they're going to slow down or stop. Yeah. And especially if, if you've got a houndsman sitting right on the side of the road with a, your hazards on. Yeah. <laughs> so wound up, uh, you know, getting in there because they, they started going north and it's getting to be late. I want to get dogs caught and get home. And uh, I'm driving up this little two-track road that's an old logging road or something. And I buried my truck. <laughs> buried right up to the axles. There's no going left, right, back, or forth. Nothing. So at that point, I just had to put her in park, shut her off, and haul ass into the woods. Mm-hmm. Wound up catching up to the dogs about a mile later. Okay. And uh, and I actually had real good video of this this walking bear. Yeah. You know, the dogs, it's funny looking at them because there's no intensity in them. Uh-huh. They're just... Clipping along, barking every every few seconds, you know. Uh-huh. The bear's just moseying along through the woods and until he sees me. Yeah. <clears throat> so then he, he takes off and runs maybe two, three hundred yards and mm-hmm. slows it back down again. And mm-hmm. so I, I keep pushing the bear. At this point I'm thinking I, I, I can't I can't go anywhere. I have to end yeah. this now, you know, and get dogs right. caught because I, I have no truck. Yeah. They go somewhere ten miles away all of a sudden or blaze out of here and go four or five miles. I can't get to them. Mm-hmm. So, fortunately for me, with these Garmin's, if if you got a dog that won't listen, you can at least tone them. Okay, yeah, and and it'll at least get them to listen to you. Yeah, and I, I've used it enough that the dogs understand. I can just yeah. you know talk to them. Got the bear within a hundred yards of the road that I was looking to come out on, and, mm-hmm. and was able to call the dogs off and catch them right okay. there, chain them back, and and let the bear get away. Okay, 
and then call my fiance <laughs> come pick me up in her her Rav Four with six muddy hound dogs in the back. <laughs> so there was oh, that, and then it was a fiasco getting my truck unstuck because I buried my second truck. Oh no! And had to call a, a buddy of mine. He's the this, red one. Yeah, oh yeah. You yeah. still have that? No, I sold that. Oh, you did. I was gonna try to sell it for you if you hadn't. No, I sold it, and and but I got that one buried too, and had to call my my buddy. Matt, he's a local kid that I've helped him get a bear before, and uh-huh. just known him since he was a little kid. And okay, so he uh, he had to come rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> so that day, that by the time it was all said and done, was a, just a almost an eleven hour deal. Yeah, just from right at the beginning to until I finally got the last truck home. It was just one of those days you were ready to go to sleep when, yeah. when you got oh, home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think I think there's something to be. You know, while I'm thinking of it here, you know, as, as a bait guy, you know, you almost get the misconception that it sounds like hound hunting is easy. Like you just sort of ride around in a truck and you let the dogs run and you walk up to the tree and there's a bear, right? And that is so, so opposite of the truth. I yeah. mean, it is when the dogs are out, it is so intense well, and unpredictable. Uh, yeah, you you get days where it's it seems like it's easy because yeah. you cut loose and the dogs do everything right. Yeah. The bear plays nice and just climbs a tree. Yeah, in a you know couple of miles. Right, you know that really that makes it seem easy, but yeah, it's there's well, so the surface, much work. But... Yeah, there's so much work that goes into that that you know what it's a fluke that it happens that way anyways. Yeah. You know that. No, not all bears are like that. Yeah, exactly. And most of the time, like, you, you, we spend our whole training season trying to get dogs to pack together. Yep. And most days, mm-hmm. especially early on in the season, you are you might cut all your dogs loose together, but after, you know, if, if you got a bear that's going to run all day, that your dogs string out and you got puppies that are five miles behind. And, yeah. And in my case, I hunt alone most of the time. i got to drive way around a section just to get that one or two dogs. Yeah. and hopefully get back before they cross the road again and, and have them rested up and watered up and ready to go again. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. and, and that's kind of, for the most part, during training season, we're just you just give up because you, you can't <laughs> throw anything else at them. You're throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, at them. And, yeah, exactly. And they just they got nothing else. <laughs> exactly, you exactly. Know, I, it just amazes me the stamina that some of these bears have. Oh, I know. I mean, you wouldn't even think that either. I mean, you look, even a... Even a 150 pound bear they tend to be like a smaller frame but they're still kind of fat you know i cannot believe how far they're i mean 20 miles yeah you know i mean literally i mean we we saw it 20 miles that that one bear went it was not that big of a yeah. bear and it's like and that's that's wow. commonplace for me yeah you know, oh yeah that's not season. like a fluke yeah. yeah and it's it comes together more as the season goes on that's why it's training season yeah exactly you know, as as you get through july and july early august you start seeing better results or just your, your dogs are in shape and yeah so by so september rolls around yeah yeah you know, i'm ready for i'm ready for quiet period because yeah believe it or not you can get burned out from doing something so much oh, I can as, see that. as like i was listening to yeah. your, your minnesota hunt the other the other day on my drive yeah. to work and you know and i had actually i talked to you about yeah. the summer or two prior to the recording of that but you, you told me all about it and it's frustrating. Oh, yeah. You know, especially yeah. when you're putting in a lot of work and, and not seeing the best results. And in, yep. in my case, it's, God, I've been running this every day and I'm getting outrun still every freaking day. And, yeah. You know, and yeah. then you start treeing some bears and boost your confidence back up. And, yep. and, you know, in your case, when you're baiting, you got you to bait that 
you went back and nothing was hit. And oh, I know that was crazy. Yeah, you put some new baits out and they got yeah. hit. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, August rolls around and, and you're really cranking hard, but you've been at it for two months. Mm-hmm. So by the end of August, you're you're ready for a nice little. Yeah. Let's just take a break. Evaluate our situation. You got ten days where okay, dogs are in this condition. You know, mm-hmm. if I got anything that needs healed up, let them rest. And then the fifteenth of September rolls around. You've had a good break. You're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, and this year I, I had a my brother-in-law and my sister had come up right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. We had a pretty good mix of second and third season tags. Yeah. Um, and right off the bat, we did pretty decent. Got out, ran a couple of days that we went out on one bear that I was really surprised by because we, we put down on it on a rig strike. Dogs went right after it. The first time we saw it cross the highway was US 2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was this big crossing the road, <laughs> you know, mile away. That's yeah. all we could see. So, yeah, for the, for the listeners, Clint's holding his fingers very, very close together. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it was considerably far ahead of the dogs mm-hmm. and i didn't really have anything to throw at it and neither did my brother-in-law because we'd already put everything in yeah when it crossed the first gravel road we didn't uh-huh. see it cross the road but where the dogs all came out is where we dumped two yeah and by the second road crossing we picked up whatever dogs we could we saw it a little bit closer and knew it wasn't a you know a, a little bear mm-hmm. but it wasn't a giant we thought yeah and by the last time that we uh we saw the bear cross the road. It was maybe a hundred yards away and it was big. Okay. <laughs> it was probably 300 pounds. And mm-hmm. it, to this day, I, it blows my mind because every other bear that we put on in kill season that was that big or yeah. close to that big died. Yeah. So it, it was, I don't know that yeah. bear. He ate his Wheaties that morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, my buddy Brennan had stayed down in the lower, uh, they had a bear that was actually a request okay. uh, that somebody harvest it because they had a guy with a tag for one mm-hmm. for bear, uh, red oak BMU. Yeah, and uh, some some friends of ours we uh, we call them the Damon Boys. Mm-hmm. They they have a camp uh, a couple miles down the road out of Luzerne there. Okay, um, and they they bear hunt. They're they're could say the, the the competition, but friends of ours. Yeah, you know, well, we hunt together and, and hunt yeah. apart all the time. It's it's just same thing. Yeah, you know they have a bear going and we don't. We jump in with them and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Now uh, they had a, a bear down there that's been pretty notorious for a couple of years, really banging up dogs and oh. killing dogs. And this bear had actually killed I think two or three of their dogs. Oh wow! And it wasn't a little bear by any means. It was you know three hundred and I want to say sixty some pounds. What what its weight? ended yeah. up being but he stayed down there and and helped harvest the bear there's a whole big crazy story that goes <laughs> along with it but it it there was dogs that went to the vet by the time it was all said and done and yeah and uh what should have been a done deal pretty quick took way longer than it should have and yeah and they finally did get the bear okay um so fast forward he comes up i think we'd harvested a two or three bears up to that point mm-hmm. um had and all these people that had tags with me were either family or, or good friends i had some old co-workers that i had from when i was working at the hospital in ironwood that they had a, a tag this year and i told them i'd help them out mm-hmm. and uh so brennan gets here and uh not that we weren't hunting serious by that point but brennan mm-hmm. really likes to hunt hard yeah so we we just hit it twice as hard as we were hitting it before 
it, it was a phenomenal season for us. It really was. Uh-huh. So I think we had 10 tags mm-hmm. um, and ended up filling nine of them. Yeah. So I think uh, it'll be Brennan's future father-in-law. Okay. He His tag was the only one that we didn't fill this year. Okay. And we, we got him a nice one last year. Oh, you know, okay. For, I don't think it was his first, but it was probably his nicest yeah. that he'd ever gotten last year. And, and he, he didn't care. He's just along yeah. for the ride. He doesn't own dogs or anything. He's mm-hmm. just up to enjoy, you know, the UP. And yep. it, it's probably one of the most beautiful places you could ever be in the fall oh, here. Yeah. In, Western UP, yes, you know, where the leaves are all changing. Yep, yeah. So let me let me just. Uh, this is off topic, but um, if you ever watch the show Planet Earth, um, the the original one, they do a uh, they talk about the it's the episode about the temperate forests, I think, and they they talk about the fall, the change in, of colors in autumn, and they show they talk about how you can see it from space. It's so yeah. spectacular you can see it from space. The place that they chose, the whole yeah. world, to show the color change is right was the over UP of UP Michigan. Western, Western <laughs> the UP. Western UP of Michigan yep. is what they showed. And northern uh, Wisconsin and yep. east Minnesota. It's, yep. Oh, it's you know, beautiful. From, from the satellite, it looks like it's on fire. Yep. It's so gorgeous. Anyway, okay. So, side note. Go ahead. That, that being said, like I said, yeah. not every everybody that comes up, yeah, they'd like to shoot a bear, but mm-hmm. they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. You know, and, and they're not, it's not like a, we run a guide service or anything like right. that. They're not paying us any money. They're, they're fa- friends, family, yep. friends of friends. Yep. And, and, and there was uh, one guy that was actually Brennan's buddy that uh, had come up, uh, never shot a bear before, and, and Brennan said we'd help him out, and, yeah. and we did. We got him a nice bear. Yeah. You know, every bear, we had one, one that we'd have rather not shot this year. Okay. But it was a, a situation that uh, was going to be ugly. Okay. Uh, smallest bear out of the year that we killed, and and it did the most damage to dogs. Yeah. Surprisingly enough. Yeah. Um, but it was a situation of we had to kill it, or dogs were either going to kill it themselves, or it was going to hurt dogs real bad. Gotcha. And that's yeah. what happened. But we, I averaged it out. You know, even including uh, your bear, which we'll uh-huh. get into here. Yep. Was like two hundred and forty pounds for all. Yeah. Ten of the bears that we got. Right. But out of you know, my my main group, we had nine out of ten tags filled, mm-hmm. had a great season, made it through without any hiccups, you know, no dogs got hurt. Yep. You know, everybody was just having a blast of a season. Uh and then the very last day, I can't remember I think we did have one day or two days maybe it was after when Brennan came up. We and this is like a three week period. Yeah. We at least jumped a bear every single day. Mm-hmm. We had one one bear that we even let go. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, I remember that. You were treating I remember seeing that yep. on Facebook. You're like, Yeah, we let this one go. Yeah. And and we can be picky and choosy here. We didn't yeah. have to shoot every single bear that we got this year. It just so happened that yeah. most of them were decent. Yeah. You know, I Oh yeah. There was there was no bears you guys shot that was like, huh. Eh. That's a smaller one. Yeah, and Brennan Brennan's tag, his was the smallest out of all of them that we yeah. we had harvested as a like our group, and it was 125 pounds. Yeah, dressed out. Yep. Um, which means it's like you know. Yeah, and that one, we, I you know on a normal occasion we probably would have let that one go. Yeah. But the situation, it was we were getting frustrated, and yeah. and we just decided we we'd do it. Right. And, and like I said, Brennan, we're not 
necessarily trophy hunting. Yeah, exactly. Like I, Brennan might do a, a trapper's mount, you know, or just yeah. a hide mount, you know. But yeah. otherwise, we're, we're there to eat them, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but that would be the, the smaller end of the, the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest one that we got was uh, my sister's, my oldest sister, Nikki, who's she, her and my brother-in-law have dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would actually be the biggest bear she's ever shot, too. Okay. Um, was 356 pounds. Okay. And that was that was a blast of a day. That's we had a bear. good day. We had a real good success off of one particular bait that I've got running here. Okay. Where we ended up killing five bears off of this one bait. Wow. And it's a it's a killer spot. Mm-hmm. And usually during the kill season, you might get one, maybe two bears off a of bait. Yeah. Most of the baits, you know, you might not kill anything off of. Yeah. This was just a killer spot for me this year. <laughs> and all really good bears. Okay. You know, that most of them were 200 plus. Uh-huh. Uh, this one in particular was, was 356. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did get one off of it that dressed out at, uh, at 150. Yeah. So, okay. you know. and Yeah, regardless. So yeah, it's still it dressed great. out 150 is still yeah. probably well, a 200 pound bear. Yep. And uh, everybody made great shots you know we didn't have any issues of of bears coming out of trees and and going after dogs or anything all of them come out just dead and hammered yeah um which i wanted to talk briefly on with uh with the boat my buddy steve Uh he was our first tag this year Mm -hmm. and uh he he had experienced a bad michigan hound hunt not not a bad hound hunt per se as much as just an unlucky Oh, season. Okay. He had yeah. had a tag a few years prior, came up and hunted with me. At that particular moment, I didn't really have the dogs that I've got now. Yeah. I've got, I have, I had those dogs, yeah. a lot of them, but they were pups. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know much, you know, yeah. and, and we didn't have a real successful season mm-hmm. while he was here. Gotcha. We spent like five, six days in a row just beating it and yeah. getting beat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he had to, he finally he like he extended his stay by a couple of days, uh, and just didn't have the luck that year. Yeah. The next day he left, and literally the next day we killed a you know two hundred and fifty pound bear. Wow. Or my mom did. Yeah. You know, so it, that's goes to show that it don't guarantee you nothing. No, else. no, exactly. I can speak more to that later. <laughs> yeah. So, but Steve was heart set on shooting his bear with the bow uh-huh. and i'm i'm really really leery about letting guys shoot uh-huh. a bear with a bow over the dogs yeah because if they're not mm-hmm. if, if you haven't been practicing if i if i'm not confident in your shooting abilities yeah or you're not confident in your shooting abilities you can wound a bear and make a a situation go real bad real quick yep you know bear comes out and Yep. you know, goes after a dog or goes after a person for that matter. Exactly. Or runs away and then you're you're gonna have to let dogs loose on a, a wounded bear. Yep. And you like I said, it's just like putting down on a real big one yep. in training season. You're gonna something bad's gonna happen. You can yep. almost guarantee it. But we had this bear treed treed very well mm-hmm. in a decent tree where you could get a decent shot on it. And he was using uh, a Grim Reaper broadhead. Okay. I have, he put a, I picked out a spot where I thought was, you know, going to be his most open, clean shot. Yeah. And it was only about as big as a paper plate. Uh-huh. So 30-ish yards up the tree mm-hmm. as he's aiming. 
I said, you see that spot right below that limb? Uh-huh. Can you hit it? He says, yep, take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he uh, he drew back. I had to hold a couple limbs out of his way, and, and he shot. I've never seen a bear die so bloody and fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the bear... Maybe five seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no follow-up shot or anything. Yep. And he actually made a, a YouTube video out of his entire hunt. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Pretty nice video to watch. You know, yeah. I might sh- I'll probably end up showing <coughs> that actually. Yeah, and it, it goes like his whole hunt where he gets in the truck and just fast forwards it through the yeah. whole thing until he get in the actual hunt. And uh, but that bear came out. I had given him my revolver, mm-hmm. and you know, I told him the same thing yeah you you tend to say that (laughs) yeah uh, you know where i'd said if if you need to run up and put one right in the base of his skull just knock him out there was no need we didn't even have to walk up to the bear make sure it was dead it was just (laughs) dead that's awesome that's Um, awesome so that boosted my confidence big time in in bow shooters Mm -hmm. not that i you know not that i have anything against it it's just yeah there's a lot of things that can go wrong if you flinch Yep. You know, we we had talked we when we had dinner tonight about my, my bow hunting experience this fall where I thought I put a real bad shot on a deer, which I hadn't, but, yep. you know, it's a completely different animal. A deer is not going to maul you to death. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I talked a couple podcasts ago um, about, you know, archery and bears and stuff, and I, I just, it's not something to take lightly. It's mm-hmm. my my biggest opinion, and I mean, I think you agree with that, is yeah, that it, is not If you're going to hunt with a bow, and I, my next bear, I plan on shooting it over dogs with bow. Yeah. You yep. know what? But you got to put in time. you got to yeah. be confident in your shooting abilities. Yep. You know, one of them deals where you got to test yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, a bear with a bow is a serious, serious test, you yep. know? And I mean, I, I want to do with a bow here soon, too, but... It's a serious test, and you have to take it serious. You can't just, oh, yeah, practice a little bit and go out there and think you're going to be okay. Yeah. They're a hard animal to get right with a bow. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're not, They don't die hard. They don't die no, hard. No, no. But it's just getting the right shot. Shot placement is, is difficult on a bear because yes. of they're black. Yeah. Black, black. You, you can't hardly make out a shoulder depending on where they're at. Yep. It's it's a lot of times you're just guessing the right spot. And yep. They open pivot. Right. Yeah. And they have a lot of fat. Yeah. Uh, that was we had a guy that uh, coincidentally he's he showed up at our camp every year. Um, the first year I ever met him, he came in and, and asked us if we could find a, a bear that he had shot. Mm-hmm. This was six, you know, five six years ago maybe. Okay. And we, we went and found his bear right away, you know, yeah. and, and he he uh, ended up dropping off a case of bush light and a bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> to us and. And he just every year showed up uh-huh. after that and, and would bring us a case of beer, you know, mm-hmm. when he when he got into town. So it was yeah. kind of nice. That's cool. And uh, hadn't really heard from him other than him stopping and dropping off beer. And mm-hmm. this year he, he stopped by again and he had a he shot a bear that he uh, he he said he shot good, mm-hmm. you know. And and I didn't really question it as much at that time because the guy had shot a bear before. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so. Brennan takes his dogs out there because at the time we were we were at Brennan's camp, mm-hmm. um, which he just sets up his trailer and uh, and tents and stuff just down the road from my cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we took Brennan's dogs out there, and, and when we were walking in, was, I, I should have asked beforehand, I'm like, well, where do you think you shot this thing at? Yeah. And he says, well, I shot it right in the neck. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my mind, that's, boom, red flag. Yeah, yeah. Like, you shoot a bear in the neck, if you hit it right, it drops dead right now. Right. It doesn't and go if anywhere. did it, then yeah. you're... If the bear ran off, you know, it might bleed to death, sure, but... Yeah. And there was a lot of... Well, not a lot. There wasn't much blood at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so we tried tracking the blood a little bit, and then we took the dogs and let them go. Yeah. And it was about, and this is at this point, it's 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Or maybe 7.30 or so. But it's pitch black in mm-hmm. the fall. And uh, so Brennan and, and our buddy Dave, Dave doesn't own dogs or anything, but he's he's real good friends with me now, but yeah. initially with Brennan. Okay. And uh, he cut, cut the dogs loose. It was 500 yards mm-hmm. before all of a sudden they, they blew up. You know, yeah. they, they tracked the bear right out of there and caught it. Mm-hmm. So Dave runs in there, and he has a radio, I think, and uh, and the bear is very much alive. Yeah. Not <laughs> not at all dead. Uh-huh. And the, the guy, he he didn't have his gun with him. He had to go back to the truck, get his gun, and, and by the time it was all said and, and done, we just we pulled dogs. Yeah. Because if the bear was that much alive because this was hours and hours after okay. the guy had shot the bear initially yeah we we just said that bear you know he might die of his wounds but he ain't gonna die tonight mm-hmm. and uh we we pulled out of there lo and behold after this is after brennan and, and everybody my brother-in-law and sister had left the the guy gets a hold of me again and mm-hmm. says he shot another bear uh-huh and uh couldn't find it he had good blood but just couldn't find the bear Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll bring a couple dogs out there and and see what happens. And with my dogs, they're they're not used to being led on a leash. Mm-hmm. I you know if I pull up on a bait site, they just I just cut them loose, let them do their thing. Yeah. And uh, walking in to this guy's bait site, the dogs were trying to pull me off the trail yeah. right off the bat, and I wouldn't let them do it, and that kind of takes down with their confidence a little mm-hmm. bit. And. Uh, once we get into the bait site, I'm looking around. There's blood everywhere within a 30-yard, yeah. you know, where the bear left bait. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just stops. Like, it's it's bleeding enough that it should have been laying there dead not far away. But right. the, the blood trail was just non-existent. Okay. And it was swampy, wet, mm-hmm. you know, not good to track blood in. So, and I had the dogs on the leash. I'm trying to walk them out on it. And, and they're just weirded out because they're not mm-hmm. used to that. And uh, I finally cut them loose, and I, I can't get them to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, they don't know why. They just didn't want to leave. They're, they were, you know, it's pitch black. They're not used to being out at dark either. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up having to do was just go home and, and get a couple more dogs. Yeah. And I instead, I just went with my instincts, just cut them loose from the truck. Mm-hmm. And they had the bear found in 30 seconds. Oh, wow. They, they ended up going off right where the dogs initially tried to pull me off the trail. Okay. And found the bear. Interesting. Lo and behold, it's the same bear he shot. <laughs> really? Got a bullet wound through the neck. Uh-huh. And where he had shot it in the back, um, some of your more experienced bear hunters or, or guides out there mm-hmm. probably have seen this, where a bear will bite at a wound and pull a plug of fat out. Uh-huh. And there was like a four-inch hunk of fat hanging out of the second bullet wound uh-huh. that killed the bear. Yeah. But 
that's what stopped the bleeding, stemmed the bleeding. I mean, obviously the bear still died, but, mm -hmm. you know, and he wasn't far. The bear, we probably walked past the bear once or twice in the, mm -hmm. the area that we were looking. Yeah. But it was, like I said, the bear was laying in almost knee-deep water. Oh, yeah. But the dogs found it. Yep. And we, we got it out. It was just, and I'm glad it was the same bear. Yeah. I'm glad the guy was able to finish the deal on the bear. Um, an older gentleman the guy is, you know, and kind of, Kind of had to tell him, hey, shoot for the boilermaker. Yep. Don't don't mess around with trying to do stupid little shots that you think are going to just do the tried and true right through the heart, yep. lungs, somewhere in the chest. They're yep. going to die. Yep. <laughs> Black bears die easily if you put it in the right spot. Mm -hmm. They don't, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think uh, I think the guy, will, he'll probably, I think he heeded that advice because this is the second time okay. we've had to find a bear for him you know <laughs> yeah yeah you know and well the second time this season okay yeah but found it and was able to get it out for him and, yeah um as far as as the rest of the season goes we just we had a good year yeah i mean yep. real good year everything came to bet together nicely yeah didn't have too many hiccups and we had maybe two or three days that we weren't able to find a bear or rig a bear or have yeah. you know we didn't have a bait hit yeah and uh uh, and it was maybe the last day that Brennan and, and Dave and their family was up and my brother-in-law had to leave the same day. Yeah. Um, that day we didn't find a bear, so we just called it good. And, yeah. You know, they were they were okay with Carl not shooting his bear. Yeah. Otherwise, they, they could have stayed as long as they, they needed to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, that's how my season went up to this point, you know. Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten tags filled. Nice. Which I guess would take mm -hmm. us to... Yep. So go back so in what, time so again what, to yeah, July. Wait, what, so you're, you're, this happened, what was that date? Uh, for the last day? Yeah, roughly. Oh, pretty early in October, actually. Okay. I think it was like the the 2nd, maybe. Okay. 2nd October was our last. It was whatever that first weekend in October was. Okay, yep. All right, so, yep, that, the first few days of October. Anyway. So, so back in time to July. So now we go back July. in time. So we're going to go back to Matt here. So... Ah, so anyway, um, let's go back to, well, well end of okay, Minnesota so coming actually, into Michigan. Well, let's, okay, let's go first off to July. So I'm hem hawing about even hunting Michigan, right? And then I start hunting Minnesota and I decide that that is so much work that I'm just going to call it you know, go to Michigan. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother filling my Michigan tag, but it's nice to have, but you know, it's no big deal. Um. Yeah, you get one this year too. Yeah, I'll get the one this year too. You know, it's not like you can't fill another one later, right? And I mean, I've shot a lot of Michigan bears, so it's not like I'm dying to kill one, right? So, uh, first weekend of Minnesota, and, and I had sort of picked out a spot in my head that if I was going to bait, this is where I'm going to do it. It's out in the middle of nowhere in the Ottawa National Forest. It's a spot that the year prior, uh, me and some buddies had been four wheeling around and we drove by there and I mean I'm a I'm always thinking about bear hunting when I'm out in the woods I'm always like man I wonder if there's bears in there or what kind of bears are in there I wonder if I set up a bait site there what would go on or yep. you know I'm just constantly thinking that stuff right so we're four-wheeling around and I'm like man this looks like a really good area and I don't see anybody else out here this looks like an awesome awesome spot that was the year prior that was in 2016 so 2017 happens, and um, I go back that first weekend to Minnesota. Um, 
or my second weekend, I should say, where I baited, and it's not looking very good. And I'm like questioning like what I'm doing for bait, what I'm using, because I made like my own homemade granola, and I'm like kind of like, it's something wrong with what I'm doing. What's what's going on here? I'm really questioning it. So I go in. I I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go into that spot, and I, I got on the map and I picked out. You know, okay, this looks like it. There's this has got to be a good spot for bears. Your Michigan spotter. Yeah, my yeah. Michigan spot. Yeah, yep. And um, and I'm like, this has got to be good. And so that, so I got back late, late Saturday night from Minnesota. Sunday morning, I went out to Michigan, out to the, the Ottawa, and I set up my bait site. And it just so happened for work, where I work, we have multiple facilities. One of them is way up north in the UP. Um, and it just so happened that Wednesday I had to go work there, and on my way back I stopped and checked my bait site, and it was cleaned out, and uh, I was very happy. I'm like, wow, and I, I mean better than my, any of my Minnesota baits were. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this right. Why am I even traveling at this point? It's like I'm almost like, why even bother with Minnesota? Michigan's really good, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, a little plug here too. I. Uh, uh, we had talked about last week about that final dessert, uh, um, attractant that I was testing out for Betum 907. And what do you think about that, Clint? It's, it smells like something that'll work. Again, <laughs> yeah. What you had given me, a uh, uh, what was it? Banana tar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was funny thing. I was calling it banana hammock, <laughs> but it's, it smells it's very strong banana extract. Yeah. Uh, you know, it smells delicious, like very sweet, something that you would want to work. Yeah. I put it on a lot of my bait sites. Yeah. Well, most of them that I was running at the time. Yeah. For me, it's hard to tell, like I said, because yeah. I've, as I've explained to you, most of my bait sites have been established for yeah. five to 50 years. Yeah, exactly. So bears are habitually coming to them anyways, and I didn't yeah. really have any new sites mm-hmm. to try it out on, but yeah. I did try it, and... Bears came. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, so it's hard for me to say whether it was the attractant or not or yeah. the bait just yep. because of the the establishment of that bait site being there for so long. Exactly. It's a, a habitat for bear now. They come there regardless if there's things. Yeah, exactly. It's something if, if, I, if you give me any more of it this summer, I'll mm-hmm. I maybe try a brand new site and, yeah. and put that out Yeah, see exactly. what happens. Yeah, because that's what I find for, for my stuff is it's once it's established, it's, I mean, you can help. It helps to ring the dinner bell, like if you don't bait yeah, every day. Yeah, you got a spot that you got a big one coming in maybe yeah, that you and want it, like, to. Yeah, yeah, hey, bait's here, bait's yeah, here. You know, spray a little bit new, or something. Something smells real good over mm-hmm. there. That's but, when it works. But the other thing is, is to on, a, on a, making a new bait site. You yeah. Know? I mean, this is a spot. No, I don't think anybody ever put a bait or bear bait there. Right. This <laughs> one's the final dessert. Yeah, right? that's the final. We were dessert. smelling it, and, and it's it's delicious smelling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so when I when I established that bait site, um, the bear tar that Baitum nine hundred seven makes, it tends to settle, and at the very top, there's like a liquid, right? That that forms. And I poured that over a stump. The bears ate the stump. I couldn't believe that. That was crazy. I was like, why? Why are you eating the stump? There's trail mix over here. Wait, you see that with deer attractants, too. Uh, you pour it on, like, a stump site. And yeah. And tear the stump apart. Yeah, it's funny. Bears bears will do the same thing. Oh, they, yeah. They'll dig and dig and dig until they can get whatever yep, they're smelling. Whatever it is. Yeah. So, yep. But, uh, anyway, so, so 
my Michigan bait site's going good. And I'm like, sweet. So I, I baited up really, really good. And uh, I, I could I, no, I didn't have a trail camera on it because all my trail cameras <coughs> were deployed to, to Minnesota. And so I didn't know what actually was going on there, but I knew that all the bait, which I put out a lot of bait, it was all cleaned out. So, uh, anyway. That was just overnight, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was quick. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I knew it was a good bear spot, but I was very happy with those results. So, anyway, fast forward, uh, Minnesota's really not looking good. <laughs> and I get back from Minnesota, uh, unsuccessful hunt. And first thing I did was go and rebate my Michigan site. The bait's been cleaned out, of course. And, uh, and so I finally hang up my trail camera. And uh, I check it a couple days later, and it's I've got some nice bears coming in. Um, I ended up how many? So throughout bait season, I had like seven or ten different bears. It's hard to tell, you know. Right. But you sent me a couple pictures. Yeah, yeah. There's it was cool though because I had like times where there was like three bears at once during the day yeah. and stuff, and it was looking great. I'm like, this is awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's a confidence booster when yeah, you got that. Oh, yeah. When you see that, you're like, okay, yep. Minnesota's a fluke. I don't care what happened to Minnesota. Michigan's looking great. And so um, things were looking good. And I can tell – now, the area that I picked, um, from what I – from my preseason scouting and, and scouting, you know, I'm always looking to see what's going on around me. And there's a lot of, of bear hunters um, – because I'm way, way down a road, right? I mean, like, probably 10 miles down a road at least. And at the beginning of the road, there's some uh, – there's a group of hound hunters that hunt that area. Yep. And, and that doesn't bother me. It, it really doesn't. And Yeah, uh, from past experience. It's... Yeah, it really doesn't bother me. The only, the only – you know, it just doesn't – it's not a big deal as long as they're not running on me all the time. Yeah. It's just the same as, like, if you had – now, I'll get to this later, but it's the same as if you have bait hunters, right? like I saw in Minnesota. If other people come right on top of you, it doesn't matter whether they're baits or hounds, it's not good for bear hunting, yep. but for your own bear hunting. But, yeah, I mean, so these guys are, you know, 5, 10 miles away from me, so, I mean, I'm not worried about it. And from what I could tell, nobody else was really around me. And uh, But, now, when I hung up my trail camera, it was quiet period for hounds in Michigan, so... Um, the bear activity was just awesome. I mean, they were coming out during the day, really good. I mean, no, I mean, way, way before dark and all that. So it was looking great. And, uh, I mean, honestly, it was pretty status quo. I mean, throughout, up until the 10th of September, well, not even, it was, it was pretty good all the way up until the 15th of September when second hound season opened that's first hound season yeah first hound yeah yeah second season first hound season right and uh um so i mean i had about seven ten different bears uh, a few big ones one like i said headset which i talked about earlier um he had he there's a local predator prey study going on and i'm pretty sure that's where he was from yeah one but, of the specimens from that yeah he was a big bear though and uh really lanky bear he wasn't real fat but he's real lanky oh, so a, a maturing boar, maturing boar that's going to be a monster one day yeah. you know and just hasn't packed on the weight yet but uh uh, and then a couple bigger ones and then a few, a bunch of smaller ones, you know, and, uh, but they're all coming in pretty consistently. And then, 
things are going good, and then hound season opens. And what I realized was that my preseason scouting was not good. (laughs) And I realized that there was a lot more hunters in my area. And and Okay, one of the thoughts with my area, I'm not going to give away all my secrets, so I'm sure I'm going to keep this spot, but... There is a very nasty piece of terrain that is directly behind my bait site that I figured nobody in their right mind would want to run hounds there or let their hounds even get close to it because if they go into it, it it's going to be horrible to get dogs out of there. Which it is. I, I know that area. I know that area very well. And so my, I thought that was my buffer. Uh, and I can tell you from a houndsman's point of view, we don't want to be in there. Yeah. It's usually when we wind up in there, it's because that's where the bear went. Yeah, exactly. And it's outside of your control most of the yep. time. And so I, I was half right. Nobody had a bait site nearby me. No, it was, you know, and I know the, the people that had uh, bait sites within or just over a mile away maybe. Yeah. Um, but you never really ran into them. No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. No, it was this other group. So there was a group of people that showed up. Uh, It was a group of houndsmen that showed up from New York of all places. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with Michigan is you you cannot train your dogs in Michigan from out of state until kill season. Yep. Which you have to either have a kill tag or you have to purchase a no kill tag. Yep. And so that's why we get a lot of people from out of state in the fall. Yep. So, yep. And so what happened to me <laughs> was, and this is all going to tie together now. So a group of guys from New York, I don't know who they were. Hi, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry. I'm going to diss you a little bit here, but <laughs> your dogs weren't very good. <laughs> sorry, but you're running all over the place, not trained dogs. You said you ran dogs for four days and didn't train any bears. Right. And so, anyway, then their baits were nowhere near me, but they were just running dogs all over the place. And when that happens, um, when you got all kinds of pressure on bears, they tend to go nocturnal a little bit. Yep. And that's what happened. And so, anyway, I still had a, a sort of an active bait site. All my bears still there. Yeah. Because nobody, was, just, kill, nobody was killing bears. <laughs> but that's, that's a typical thing that we see yeah. in the fall. Is I, All training season long for me. I've got baits that I, I run off of them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, six o'clock in the morning or yeah. whatever. I could come back a little bit later on and it probably got hit again if I baited it back up, Yeah, you know, or one o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And then they hit real heavy just before dark. And, yep. Yep. Um, you see that a lot, even if, even if it's not a dog bait, Yeah, you know, even on your, your sit mm-hmm. baits, that's usually what you see all baiting season long. Yep. Great activity during the daylight. Yep. But then in the fall, for some reason, they just, they'll shut right down. Yep. And for my case, we even get some that just shut right off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. You get more people in the woods, yep. other baiters, yeah. other hound hunters. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% convinced all it is, it, it's not one thing. It's not because you got hounds running there. It's because you've got bait hunters going on in the woods you've got people prepping for deer season you've got grouse hunters you've got yeah. people four-wheeling and you've got hound hunters yeah and, and they, it's it's a they have a variety of food now that they might yep, not have there's had. acorns dropping there's yep. blackberries there's cherries you know it's just 
they, they get it's that, hard. the trifecta of everything. It's, it's, comes it's, together. Yeah, it's, it's good, good, good. And then boom, it starts getting. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I've avoided in the past by picking areas that are just so far out of the way that there's nobody else. And I have really good success with it. Well, this was a new bait site and it's always a gamble when you got a new bait site. And it just so happened that my preseason scouting was not adequate for right. that purpose. And, and that area that you ended up being in, I know that area yeah. from the past. I used to hunt there with my family quite a bit, um, but I didn't know where it was leading up to mm-hmm. yeah. to the you know later on. Right. Um, but it, it's got a lot of hound pressure in the fall. Yeah. That, but they're not people that live there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah, and that's the thing. You, I wouldn't have been able to know. Yeah. Un, until season because these started. people aren't going to come up and, and train there because no. they're training in the lower no. peninsula or from another state exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. For me, I'm kind of spoiled during training season. I've got me. Yeah. And one or two other people that I personally know and hunt with uh, yeah. occasionally. Uh, so it's not like you're stepping on everybody's toes yeah and and we have the same problem where in the fall all of a sudden your your hound hunter population goes from four or five people to you know four or five groups of people yeah if not more than that yeah and even so in in my area it's not as as hounded for some reason i run into people occasionally Mm -hmm. and i'm surprised i don't run into more as i'm out there so often but you just don't, uh, in that particular area, for some reason, you don't see it. In mm-hmm. your area where you, you're hunting, yeah. it's yeah. pretty heavy, heavily yeah. hounded up there. And, and honestly, I mean, the the terrain on sort of the west of me is mm-hmm. like ideal, ideal hounded grounds. Yep, yep. You know? Good road access yep. and stuff. And, but the other way... Yep. You're getting into a big old gorge that's yep. just <laughs> nasty. I've been in it. I've been lost in it before. <laughs> yep. And so my thought was that buffer would keep me safe, and it did not. Yep. It was not enough anyway. Right. Yeah. So, uh, as Faye would have it, that did not work. So, so when when did I, I think I called you and asked you yeah. how your well, season was Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, I, I got to get to oh. my actual hunt yet. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, I, okay. So it didn't go well. So my bears are starting to go nocturnal. I mean, I'm still having some daylight activity, but you can tell the bears are pressured now. And so finally, September 25th happens. It's time for me to go out. And, oh, there's so much I can go into about my bait site. My bait site's really far back. It was literally three-quarters of a mile back there. Yep, off the road. Yeah, it, 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 it's a, I really put a lot of thought into the bait site. And the way it worked, oh, I'll, sort of talk you through it so you walk through like cedars hemlocks all the way there and there's like oaks scattered throughout there and then you cross over this there's a couple beaver ponds and you go through a land bridge between the ponds and my bait site is just on the other side of these ponds and i'm heading west as i go past these ponds and so so the thought is my the winds predominantly out of the west or the north and the thermals from the, the beaver ponds are going to pull my scent right in the ponds, and I'm going to be scentless entry into the into the bait, and uh, it's just a perfect setup, right? And th- middle of nowhere, ton, I mean, all kinds of bears. So uh, I go to hunt, and um, essentially the weather was crap. <laughs> It yeah. rained. Yeah, it months. Yeah. It stormed. We had a lot of rain this fall. Yeah, that uh, surprisingly 
we we lucked out on a lot of days. Yeah. Or, like I said, we had a great season. Yeah. Considering the weather. Yeah. Not even considering the weather. Even with the weather, we had a fantastic season. Yeah. And a lot of times the weather can screw you. Yeah. Oh, especially in Holland hunting. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it was a very wet fall. So anyway, we ended up. Or not we. Me. Um, I sat for, I took the whole week off work. I was committed to this and I sat and I sat in the rain and I just, all the bears, my, I mean, essentially third season opened up and even more pressure happened and it just, the bears would not come out during the day. And then it seemed like all my bigger bears went missing and it just, it was not good. It was not a good spot to be in and for just bait sitting in the late season. It was just not a good – I mean, on paper it would be, but there was just too much pressure, you yeah. know. I mean, and it's even – there's – I mean, I went back there the – I didn't tell you this. I went back there on that trail one day to go bait. Yeah. And there's two guys in a trailblazer stuck oh, in you the did mud. Tell me I did tell you that. Did, yep, yep. They're like, yeah, we're back here grouse hunting. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, well – I haven't seen any grouse back here, but I got a bear bay back there. Like, oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the kind of yeah, it's it's crazy because you go in the middle of nowhere and you would think that nobody would be back there, but there's there's oh, yeah. quite a Only few people. The, they have some pretty serious grouse hunters that yeah, come they up do. here because we yeah. we have a on top of a great bear population year to year we can have a just a booming rough grouse population as well. Yeah, and this is one of the the Mecca destinations around the country yeah. the, in the Midwest, yeah. especially the UP, exactly. Northern Wisconsin, Minnesota are some of the best grouse hunting you're going to see in the world. Yep, exactly. So we get a lot of them and, and grouse season opens up September 15th. Yep. Same as yep. second season. So you get so. a lot of guys beating feet through the woods that aren't, it just adds to the pressure. Yep, exactly. So long story short, I sat despite my best plans, perfect spot. Um, I mean, I was using bait, all the right stuff, using all the right stuff. I mean, I had great bait. I had, tra- I went and bought a whole barrel of trail mix and, uh, just didn't happen. Bears so, were there. They just weren't cooperating. They just weren't cooperating. And so by then, so here's, here's where I'm at. I'm the host of the bear hunting podcast. I did two bear hunts that were unsuccessful. I am like hating bears. I'm thinking about burning my stuff, destroying my <laughs> podcast. I mean, I'm over it. I'm like, I hate bears. I, I quit. <laughs> I actually quit. It was like, I was done. I'm so mad. I was about ready to make a bonfire with all my bear hunting stuff, and I'm just so mad. And so I went out, and it was an archery opener for deer, and I went out for a little bit for that. And I'm sitting, I went down to Menominee County for a little bit, and uh, I'm like, I really don't like deer hunting compared to bear hunting. And that's about the time that you called me. Or I texted you to see how your se- – or I think it just congratulated you on your season. Yeah, so yep, really that's good. what it was. Yep. Yeah. And so I asked you how yours was going. Yeah. And it was like, it sounded grim. It was grim. It was like <laughs> – About how you, you – I know, don't think I told you I was going to burn my bear hunting No, not at that point, but it did not sound well. I, I talked to you earlier in the summer about your Minnesota yep. baits, you know, like yep. running to you and your wife and your kid and yep. balding. Yep. And you said that it wasn't going so well, yeah. but the season hadn't started right, yet. Right, exactly. So, so in yep. which I listened to the podcast. You told me anyways that it yeah. wasn't going well in the podcast. Just reaffirmed yep. that it didn't go well. <laughs> exactly. But so. you told me on the phone yep. that your you know your Minnesota hunt went to hell and your Michigan <laughs> hunt wasn't going that well either. Yep. So uh, yep. I think at that point we were done. 
uh, with you know, yeah, me you and were done. Bo yeah, and Nikki and Brennan. Yeah, because I think I saw on your Facebook that you were like, yeah, you're like, yeah, we're just gonna hang we're, out now. Yeah, we're wrapped up. We're just gonna enjoy the fall and yep. you know, take it as it comes if we if we do hunt anymore. And yep. I was you know, enter you. Yep. So I asked how your season was going. You said it wasn't going well. Yep. I think I'd had to work a couple of days and yeah, and you're like, and then you graciously offered. Well, you know, and mind you, I haven't. I, I like. I mean, I literally gave up. Like, I stopped baiting my bait site. Yeah. Yep. And for a week, and um, typically, and this is October now, and uh, typically, baits don't really do well in October. Sometimes, yeah, you know, they hit, hit and miss. Hit and miss. Hit and miss anyway. And so, or nocturnal, completely. or nocturnal, completely nocturnal. And so Clint graciously offers, well, I'm done with my season. If you want to get your bait going again, I'll, we can run my hounds on it. And I said, you know what? That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went up, um, that was a Friday, I remember. And I was at work and I cut out of work early. I'm like, you know what? I love bear hunting. I'm going off to bait my bait site. <laughs> and so I did and uh, I hadn't had it going. And so... I got a couple buckets of trail mix, and I did a blueberry burn. So uh, Batum 907 makes this, they call it attitude adjustment. It's a burn. It's this stuff. I got it sitting here. It's like a liquid that, it works like a honey burn or a bacon burn, but it's in a convenient little bottle, and it just simmers, but it lets out a really smelly smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's, now how does that work? You just dump it on something and yeah, so literally what you do, light it on fire? Or? No, yeah, I, I got a coffee can. I put a little, um, like Bunsen burner on oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a Bunsen burner, whatever those things are like, called. Like, uh, Sterno for, burners. for a buffet Yeah, burner. yeah, like a Sterno burner, I think those are. Yeah, I got a cheap one at Ace. And I just set it up there, and I poured this in there, and it did a, like, a blueberry burn. And, um, anyway, I did that, and what happened and so i came back the next morning because to check the bait because it was a saturday and lo and behold three hours after i had left not just a bear had showed up but one of my big bears I'm like yes yes and so but it was pouring down rain and oh, so I that's called, right i yeah, remember i called, we were I called a optimistic that morning yeah i was like yes and clint's like yeah no 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 we're not doing this today <laughs> yeah it was downpouring just to beat the band yep yeah and i'm like chomping the bit i'm like oh, oh but i'm like all right all right i trust you we're gonna we'll hold off and so i rebated and the next that was sunday morning i went out there and i checked the trail camera <laughs> and the funny thing is that stupid bear came in during the light that yeah, right. I even thought about sitting that yep, night. Yep. I was like, I'm gonna t- I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I should go take my climber and climb up there, but I was so worried that I would spook off the bear. I mean, all other sort of bad things that happened that season. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm not gonna mess this up. We're just gonna I'm just gonna run the hound. But anyway, so and the bear came in, in in daylight. In daylight, like plenty of daylight. Yeah. Like if I would have been there, I mean, well, I take that back. I don't know. After seeing where we jumped him at, um, I don't know because it's interesting. Right. right? So I'll, I'll explain that when we're all done. It wasn't far. That's yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, if we, we'll get to, okay. I'll get to that at the end. Remind me to bring yeah, that up because yep. that's that's interesting. All right. So anyway, um, so I called Clint. And he's like, "All right, I'm on my way." And uh, 
So I'm like sitting there ready to go, and, and uh, finally, um, that's about an hour away. I think, yeah, yeah. So at. you got you got there pretty quick, and so um, yeah, the bear had hit it three yep. in the morning, something like that. Yeah. So and this is six or seven. Six or seven. By the time I got yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. So uh, not super super fresh track, but fresh enough, no, you know. But we had perfect conditions. Yeah, it was a horde for hounds. Day. Perfect conditions. Yeah. Horde rain the whole mm-hmm. day before. Yeah. Was, you know. Nice and wet without raining all night long into a nice, crisp, cool mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. The, the kind of conditions a hound hunter is like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so we walked in. So we walked in. Okay, so, yeah, and that was your first experience of my my, my yeah, day was it was a ways like it starts out as a trail yeah it's like, like a, not a not even a two track hardly it's yeah. like an old skitter trail that yep, and it was turns like, into just like a dog, walking trail yeah maybe. and there's some like horrible dug in deep mm-hmm. um ruts and stuff so it's muddy the whole way yep. oh you know somebody forgot to bring up i'm gonna post this video on all my social media too but before um during the quiet period before even first season started I was I was baiting that that site all the way three quarters of a mile back there, and I was noticing there's bear tracks all on that trail. Mud, yeah, yeah. So I got this video. I took it. The bear literally followed me from the bait site. You can see the tracks following my tracks all the way to my truck where my truck parked. Yeah, three quarters of it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I was like. Well, I mean, they were fresh tracks too. I mean, they followed me all the way back Probably there. Probably following your track then too. Yep, trying to trying to find where where the candy's coming from. Yeah, they must have. I, I think that night they had just run out, and he's like, "Where is there any more?" Yeah, <laughs> this guy smells good this way. So anyway, that's funny. But I'm gonna pull that because it's just it's funny. But anyway, so we go back there, and, and you know, it's a muddy mess, and yeah. the got, dogs. Uh, John Wayne and Piper. Yep, John so Wayne I, and Piper. Yep. Yeah. No, no, John Wayne's your. He's he's the one I I I talk very yeah, highly talk, of him. He's my yeah. my Maltese colored plot. Yep, and he's uh, I think he'll be six this coming year. Okay, or maybe he just turned six. Okay, but he's at right at the point where he's just rocking and rolling. He's in his prime. Yeah, doing everything right. Yep, and Piper is a a very promising up and comer that I've got who okay. uh, showed me a lot of real good things this fall. Yeah. Uh, and she's she's twice the dog that her, her father yeah was at uh, well I shouldn't say twice the dog at this uh-huh. point she's going to be yeah yeah she's but going to be. at her age she was at that point not even two years old and, okay but we were we were walking in and we just about got to your bait site you were yeah. telling me yeah bait's I'm like just, all right, the bait's know, right up here yards up the road and the dogs wanted to pull us off the trail yeah they immediately started that. ripping us and I'm like and you're like no 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 you're like you, you said a bear crossed the trail here yeah. And I'm like, okay, but so you're like, all right, let the dogs off the leash once we got close to the bait site. And we did, and we, they, they followed, went up right to the bait site. And it took you a should little... probably explain, so when when we let go off of a bait site, the, depending on how a bait is hit, if, it's, if you got one bear coming in, there's an entry and an exit. Mm-hmm. When you've got multiple bears coming in, yeah. there are multiple entries, multiple exits. Yeah. And a dog... Especially for this one, the bear had come in at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's this is seven o'clock in the morning by this time. Yeah, the dogs have to figure out where it smells the best. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, there was only one bear that had come yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, there was. There did end up being two that. Okay. Night. So yeah. you got one two, two different bears that are, and the dogs have to figure out which ones th- they want to take. 
Yeah. You can't always make them take the one you want them to take. It's yeah. they they got to figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. And we we dicked around the dogs did on the bait for a long time. Yeah, it and was it was a while. I was getting actually I was getting kind of I mean, and I, so I was, was I at that point. I figured it wasn't that old of a track. That's, no. We worked that day in and day out. Yeah. Now, uh it was a while. I mean, we spent I, probably 30 minutes yeah, trying to get that I, out. I was walking them out and around and just couldn't seem to get them figured out. And then yeah. finally I, I okay, said Yeah, that. And, and let me – so on my camera too, I noticed that the bears – I saw which way the bear left, okay? And it was heading to the south. Yes, the bear had they, – they left to the south. And that was always where I assumed they would be bedding because, you know, they can't – what I, I thought they couldn't – come really from the uh east at all i thought they had to come from the from you know southwest or north mm-hmm. you know and so that's what my assumption was and i saw him walk south and i, I told clint that yeah and and that was that the way because coming into the bait you're coming from the south so we're coming from the east to okay the bait. well you start at the uh, you you do us you do a loop and yep. you end up coming from the east so we i don't i can't remember if we were just kind of getting frustrated or if i decided that we should go back to that spot on the trail yeah yeah you're like let's walk back this way and uh and we went back and and we hit that same spot where we had said that the bear where i said a bear crossed the trail yeah and uh it was a good thing we didn't cut loose from when it first happened Uh because the dogs would have taken us just to the bait Uh uh-huh and because we went in and they they wanted to go the other way yeah which made more sense to me Mm -hmm. so we cut John Wayne and Piper loose. Yep. And they, they were just buzzing along, picking yeah. along. And it was about 500 yards, wasn't it, that we it, figured that they all it, of a sudden jumped the bear? It was not very far. No, it, it was in a weird spot. Yeah, so so I want to explain this. So what ended up happening, so we caught him on that trail that, that's on, you know. On the walking my, trail. On the walking trail coming to my bait. And they headed back east for a little bit and then caught north. And on the map, there was there's multiple beaver ponds in there, and there's a little land bridge between these beaver ponds. That couldn't have been that, more than fifty yards wide. No, no, it's tiny, and it was to the north, look, you know, perpendicular to the walking trail that I, you know, the entry trail of the bait, and that's where John Wayne Piper jumped this bear. Right in the middle no, of that bridge. Right in the middle of that bridge. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, this this is this blows my mind as a bait hunter, right? So. You know, I'm, I have it set up to where I'm thinking the bears are going to have to come from the north, south, and west. I'm going to have a perfect, you know, scentless entry into the bait, right? Well, what this bear was doing, it was it was coming from the, technically it was coming from the northeast of the bait. It was sleeping on this land bridge, cutting to the south, and then coming, skirting around the edge of this beaver pond, going behind where my tree stand used to be, and then coming back and doing a loop and walking to the bait from the south yeah and so it was doing this almost like really hooked weird s to get to the bait site and it was doing that to sniff yeah it was trying to smell you to their their scent checking a bait and i i couldn't believe it i mean i would have never known this unless either a you had followed bear's trail you know um postseason or you had hounds and it just it was something i learned i'm i'll post a, a picture or something of like where this bear was versus my bait site it just blew my mind yeah. and um, bears are smart that's oh i couldn't believe I that's mean, one thing i'll say the bears probably have some of the best noses 
I can't believe that. Out of any, almost any animal. I mean, the, I mean, that bear had me figured out. I mean, it was literally watching the path that I was coming from. Yeah. And that's very well could have been why yeah. your bait set was. It could have been, yeah. Because the bear was coming from an opposite direction of what you thought he was. Yeah, exactly. It very well could have been, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that was that one. I'm sure they weren't all betting on that land no, bridge, too. No, no, no. But, but that, that one particular, that one big bear, definitely, that could have been why he didn't come in in particular. Yeah. So, so, Piper, John Wayne. Yep. Bears jumped. Bears jumped. And the race is on. Yep, and so and we book it back to the truck, which it's three-quarters of a mile yeah, away. Yeah, so we're, we're not running but we're, we're, we're a spirited very, walk spirited walk through the mud <laughs> yeah try not to slip and fall uh-huh. and the the dogs actually came and crossed yeah what it was only like 300 yards mm-hmm. away from us on the trail that we just yep. ran back on yeah which worked out perfect because yep. was it there that i cut dogs in or did i i wait you end up cutting because they cut john wayne or because yep, the the trail ends up running perpendicular to the main forest road and we got back to the truck and we cut did we cut all of them in i think i only cut jigaboo loose on that one okay yeah yep, yep. so i can't remember which That's direction right, yeah because we saved we saved jig and um, no, we, we had jig in there and jugs did you have jugs yep, yep, jig jugs. uh which i mean the names aren't really oh yeah yeah sorry, right now yeah. but um jig it matters because this this kind of leads into yeah. later on in the story yeah um but we cut a dog or two loose that mm-hmm. I think I wound up picking up because they were way behind. Yeah. I, I didn't, they didn't get right in there as fast as I'd hoped they would or, or the, yeah. you know, John Wayne and, and Piper had just, mm-hmm. they were burning ground. Yeah. And uh, cut one dog in there, which I think was Jig. And mm-hmm. uh, we ended up having a NASCAR over to the next row. Yeah. And, yep. and uh, we were at a spot I know from from previous experience hunting this area that there's a the the road the main forest service road is running say east west yeah and then there's another trail that runs north south running into it tees Mm -hmm. into it and it was hard to guess which way it was going to go because i've seen them go both ways yeah a a little indecisiveness on my part but it it wouldn't have mattered if it's yeah their horse piece i could have went one way and been totally wrong and or totally right and vice versa on the other spot Wound up kind of making a last-minute mm-hmm. move, which didn't mean anything. We saw the bear. Yeah, we ended up seeing the bear on that main forest yep. road. Couldn't get a shot at yep. it or at anything. At that point, we realized... We had a good bear. Yeah, so my camera was set up, and it was a little goofy. That bear looked... I mean, we thought it was we, big, but we didn't think it was that big. No, at least I yeah. didn't. I, I figured it was you know right in the, the 200-pound mark just from yeah. the camera. We yeah. saw the bear across the road. Yeah. And we knew we had a pretty decent bear. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, and I think it was at that point I was able to pound some dogs to yep. it. Yeah, I think we dropped the rest of them in. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and so, again, the race is on. Yep, the whole team's in now. Yep. And uh, and then we're, we ended up going. I think we made it through a, a section and on the next road. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so we went down. We saw which way they were going because they were heading west, I think. And so we followed them west per, on a on a parallel road and then we tried to cut down that i don't know if it was an atv trail or what yeah, it, was. it was atv or snowmobile trail or something, something. yeah we cut down that and we saw the bear again was that you were able to sh- take a shot then? i took a shot at that yeah, but it, it was, was a long, it was a long shot, shot. Just i mean me, i told yeah. him to shoot if he could but it yeah, was yeah 
I, I talking I, 200 yeah, yards or I, more. And... Yeah, with a, uh, you know, after sprinting up to it on yep. you know, the stand. Yeah, he was, was not, I made him run I can't about 150 it. yards before he even took a shot, <laughs> a 200 yeah. yard shot. Yeah. Which the dogs weren't like hanging off the bear, so no, it wasn't like I was uncomfortable with no. you taking that shot. Yeah. To me, though, in a situation like that, it pressures that bear. Yeah. Makes exactly. him know, oh, I, I'm not just getting chased by dogs. Yeah. You know, I need to find someplace safe. And, exactly. Yeah. And it worked out good. You know, yep. bear did go go a little bit further. And, yep. You know, dogs went through. Yeah. And we we, all, we end up going way, way back down this trail yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're looking and we're like, okay, they're either going to go one way or the other. And I remember you're like, all right, we need to cut into here. And so, we, I mean, we went down this big old hill and we were going to go through this maple grove. According like, to the GPS, said it went GPS. right through there. Yep. And then you're like, oh, nope. Yeah, the trail the went way. from decent two track to just dead end. Yeah, dead end. Yep. Dead end. And, and we're like, are we going to go on foot? And it seemed it like was, it was going to be a long Well, it was like way. a 10 mile drive around to get to yeah. where they were going. Yeah. Once we realized they changed, yep. we're like, oh. They man. were going from the forestry uh, dirt roads and they were going to cross one of the main. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those blacktop roads in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, not like you're worried about your dog getting hit, but if it was yep. going to happen, it was there. Yep. And if they got past that road, yeah, it was a lot of nothingness. Yeah, and if they got past that road, then yeah, on the other side of that road, was we were going to have thick, a long thick day. swamp and all that stuff too. And so, we were, I mean, all this stuff happened really fast too. I mean, you know, it wasn't like we're sitting there making slow decisions. No, I this mean, was, all this happened in the course of. Two hours. Two hours, yeah. I mean, a lot of getting out of the truck, sprinting, hoping to catch the bear. Yeah, trying to get the bear. Very, very intense two hours. In this case, you know, for a bear, a lot of bears get shot out of trees. That's Mm -hmm. the idea. You want to treat it and want to shoot it out of a bear or out of a tree. If you can get it shot in the road, Mm -hmm. we we call that letting the bear drag itself out. (laughs) (laughs) Which is nice because it's dead on, on the side of the trail. Yep. There's some there's some legal aspects to that. You yeah, know, like you can't just go shooting at a bear in the middle of a blacktop road. Yeah, it's got to be so exactly. far off the road. Yeah, um, but you can on these forestry roads. It's the same way. They got to be so far yeah. off the road. But yep. you can take a shot at them from the road. Yeah, and where I took that shot, it wasn't really a road. No, <laughs> it, was, it was a trail. Yeah, it's an old skid. So yep. yeah. So uh, we we're stuck at this dead end, and we need to get around. Yeah, yeah. But the second I think we fired up the truck and we're getting ready to turn around, yeah. the dogs went treed. Yeah, well, no, I think we had made it to the forestry road before you noticed that. You're like, oh. I know that we were walking in the woods. Oh, when you first saw it? Yeah, oh, I first saw that we were, okay. they started showing treed on the GPS. Yeah. And they were a ways away, probably yeah. almost a mile. Yeah. But it was one of those situations where we should probably get there faster than yeah. not. Because we also knew that at this point, it was a bigger bear. Yeah. This was, you know, a very... So I think we made it 100 yards into the woods, and then yeah. all of a sudden we started moving again. Yeah. So, yeah. like, well, we're we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. We got to get around yeah, there. Exactly. And at the time, the, these GPSs, they'll track a ways. They'll mm-hmm. go almost two miles consistently without losing track on your dog. Mm-hmm. And in this loop that we had to make to get around, you lose service. Yeah. There's just, you're not going to be able to track that far. It's too far, too thick. Yep. You know, there's a lot of things that go into that. But we made it a ways away, and the last signal I had was they were treating it. Yeah. So we're committed to driving. We're we're just going to haul ass around this section and just assume they've crossed the highway 
and yeah, you know, exactly. just prepare to have a, a, a really long day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, lo and behold, we got service on them again once we hit the blacktop, and yep. they're still in the same spot. Yep. And Which the a, sweet part about it? Yes. Yeah, so they were a hundred yards off blacktop, the blacktop road, road on a two road, track on a two track. I, we, we I was expecting, because I've heard all the stories of dragging bears out of swamps yeah. and stuff. And you this, know. and this never, never, ever, ever happens when you want it to. <laughs> exactly. But uh, lo and behold, the bear, literally the first tree off the side of the road is a yep. big hemlock tree. Yep, big old hemlock. <laughs> there's a big old bear in it. Big old bear, dogs running around <laughs> the bottom of it. Yep. Um little problem leading up to that though you can see every dog yeah they're doing yep um the, it's you know they don't interfere with collars you set the radio frequencies to where you need them to be where yep. they're not going to interfere with each other or your hunting party whoever else has dogs yep uh the first tree the first time when i said yep. that they went tree i watched jig all of a sudden peel away from the tree yeah he only went about 50 yards away from where they were at and just sit down. Yep. Um, which, you know, we, we went to to Matt's tree. Yep. Dogs are, all the other dogs are right there, and this is only 100 yards away from where they had it caught. Yeah. I went and got Jig, and he's he's not bleeding anywhere, but he's obviously hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Brought him right. back to the tree, you know, got all the dogs chained back. Yep. Um, which leads into Matt's. Yep, and so I'm sitting there chomping the bit ready. I'm like, this has been the worst season of my life, and yep. there's a giant bear in this tree and needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> so we get all the dogs chained back, you know, and, and Matt, I, I, I don't know what caliber rifle you were using. I was, so I'm using my, my uh, 30-06 okay. Kika T3, same gun I use for everything. I'm a, yeah. I'm a one-gun guy. 30-06 yeah, will kill anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was shooting the particular, I mean, I don't, I'm not a, I, I'm not super allegiant to any bullet. This time I had, uh, actually had a mix of bullets in my magazine. That one was a Hornady SST, actually. Yep. 180 grain. Well, the bear was standing beautiful. Yeah, it was Right beautiful. chest out. Yep. Gave you the cleanest yep. shot that a bear's ever going to give you in a tree. Yep. And uh, so finally, so after a long season, I put a double lung shot on that bear and he fell out of the tree and Clint's like, get ready to put one behind his yeah, head. The my yeah, yeah, we're swapping guns, and I'm like, ah, I don't think I need that. <laughs> no. Like I said, one of the best years I've seen for bears dying, just yep. dead. No no yep. issues. No, Barely, I think we had maybe two follow-up shots on any bears we yep. had this season. Yep. And that was one of them that didn't need one. Yep. Just dead as dead can be. And I'm going to claim all I can. Perfect shot through both ribs. Deader than dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, and we get up onto it, and it's uh, I didn't actually we never weigh did it. weigh it. No, I didn't weigh it because it was really really warm that day. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad I didn't because when I was skinning out, that thing was warm. Yeah, it was unseasonably warm yeah. for October. And so um, I think we'd even when was it? it was late September. We had a, a stretch where it went to 90. It was the hottest yeah. day of the year. Yeah, in September. Was, in September, that was weird. That yep. was just weird. And that particular day, I think it was 70. Yeah, just, just not, a day you don't no. want to dick around with a, a no. big fat bear in the middle of nowhere no. all day long. Exactly. So I, uh, I didn't. We didn't weigh it. We guesstimated two seventy yeah. something. Yeah, to three. I, I said two seventy five. It could have been more. It could have been less. Yeah, and I'd say that was Who a knows? fair guess. That's yeah. that was a good two, bear. Two seventy five is a fair number for that bear for sure. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, but uh, regardless, mature boar. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah. Very, very happy with that bear. I mean. Yeah, and that's one that you, you don't turn a bear down no, like that in Michigan. No, I mean, if no. you do, you're you're yeah. trophy hunting. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, but, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Nope, so no. Nope. Actually, you know, I need to actually, I, I haven't got the skull measured, but I should because it might be a, you know, record eight, book cut. yeah, it could be a rec, you know, 18 inch bear or whatever. Or, or what is it, say Boone and Crockett or is that? Uh, uh, Boone and Crockett's minimum for that's 20 or 21. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I've Mich- got a Boone and Crockett skull. Do you? Yeah, okay. that, from that. Oh yeah, that's that right. Shot, that know? is actually Boone and Crockett. Okay. Yeah. yeah mine would be, uh, if I were to do it in Michigan, since I did it with a rifle, I could probably get it into a commemorative box of yeah, Michigan. Yeah, CBM. Yep, CBM. So, so but, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we go back to your we we tag the bear. Yep, tag the bear and uh, drug it off just off off the trail because yeah, not very often that you got to hide a bear. I know because it's not, not so close to the highway. <laughs> not worried about anybody necessarily running off with it or whatever, uh, but you never know. You never. So we know. drug it off the road. It's the first time I've ever had to drag a bear <laughs> into the, the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it was a first for me too. I've never yeah. been like, huh, I should hide my bear. It's so yeah. close so to the road. We gutted it out, tagged, tagged it. it, went back and got my truck yep. because we were worried about Jig. Yeah, Jig was, was hurt. Yep. And so we went back, got my truck, drove back. We threw the tr- bear into the back of my truck. Um, and I went home. You went and home and I went I to registered the, the bear at, at Gloria's and then proceeded to butcher the bear that day. And you went home. Well, uh, I went, you went to the to vet. That with, yeah. with Jig, yep. And uh, it, it was real, actually, unfortunate the whole situation. You know, it, uh, yeah. one of them deals where the, it didn't look bad, but you know, you knew something was bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially a dog like that. He's a tough, tough dog. I've seen him in, in bad shape before from yeah. Similar well, instances. a year to the day before. It was a year to the day that he had. Uh, we killed a that big bear that we killed last year. Uh, Jig got a, a bite. It wasn't bad. He didn't act hurt or anything, uh, but he got a nasty infection out of it, and it, it it took some surgery to get him back to normal. But a year to the day, Matt's bear uh, Matt's bear hit him, and uh, that's what I assume hit him. Yeah, yeah. It was when they were paid up. So that first initial that we thought they were treed, they actually yeah. caught the bear on the ground, and and yeah. some you know like we fought. said, big bears fight, yep. and and Jig got it. Big bear. Uh, I get him to the vet, and it's the the real unfortunate situation was it was a Sunday. Yeah. Um, most people understand, you know, vets they're on call on on Sundays, emergency only. Yeah. I drove all the way to Houghton because there's a vet there that I I would have preferred, who uh, I've seen do good work, and I know other guys that take them there. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up having to go to one in Calumet that I won't. I'm not gonna name any any particular ones, but I, I'll just say I was less than impressed um the vet you know very happy he showed up and did what he did but he didn't do a whole lot other than tell me that i had to run him to appleton wisconsin there's a very large animal hospital in appleton um that will do a surgery and uh the surgery that they were thinking was going to be need to be done the guy said they quoted me six or seven thousand dollars now, I, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily have six or seven thousand dollars just laying around. Yeah. If I had to, yes. Yeah. But and this is where a lot of hound guys get some some flack too. Is you know, well, if you're going to do it, then you need to pay the the price, and I will. 
Yeah. But it's a situation where you, you got to think financially responsible. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one, the, the biggest thing is can, can that dog be replaced for mm-hmm. six or $7,000? Yeah. In my case, Jig's a very good dog. Yeah. Has been one of my best, <laughs> but per his abilities, mm-hmm. I could buy two or three of them. Yeah. That have the same abilities. And then, then that's not, not saying that is a bad thing. He yeah. is a very good dog. And I've, I've, I've bragged about him before, mm-hmm. but I could replace him monetarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Sentimentally, that's mm-hmm. a dog you can't replace. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's where the sentimentally mm-hmm. and financially responsible has to meet somewhere. Yeah. You know, I took him to the vet in, in Calumet. It was the first vet that called me back. I, just, I knew he had to get there yeah. ASAP. Yeah. And uh, he just, he'd been hit in the abdomen. He had one small puncture wound, which looked innocent enough, but you could just tell he was not yeah. doing good. I was told to take him to Appleton. Uh, I made the decision that I just I, it wasn't going to be financially responsible to do that. Right. So I took him home, made him as comfortable as as possible, and it turned out that uh, he, he we wouldn't have made it to Appleton. Yeah. It was from Houghton, Hancock area. Is five six hours to Appleton. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. And he, he wouldn't have made it. Yeah. I, you know, he'd have been, I'd have pulled in the driveway, he'd have been dead. Yeah. Um, so what I had done is I just drove home, made him as comfortable as possible for the last remaining hours yeah. that he was alive. Yeah. And uh, so kind of a sad ending to a good yeah. day. Like you, your, your hunt ended fantastic the way right. it should hunt. And for me, bittersweet. Yeah. You know, I was glad that it's a very good feeling to know that the, the bear that killed your dog is dead. Yeah. Yep. And I don't really know how to explain it as it's not necessarily a vengeance thing, mm-hmm. but it's just to know that it, 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 it didn't happen for no reason. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, which we had said earlier about dinner, yeah. uh, yep. little symbolism tonight. We, we actually ate, mm-hmm. uh, bear ribs bear. from, from Matt's bear, mm-hmm. so a uh, little more of a victory for me. I, I got to eat the bear that uh, yep. killed my dog. Yep. <clears throat> now, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and like I said, you you felt real bad about that. Oh yeah, I felt horrible. I'm like, and it's you did this out of you know just oh yeah, yeah let's let's do this you know and we'll help you out here and and it's how it goes. Yeah. You know, you can all like I said all season long. Went made it through the whole season. Training season, kill season, yeah. not not a one scratch, not one visit to the vet. Yep. And it's the, the one bear. <laughs> exactly. You exactly. know, and that just shows you how things can change in an instant. Yep, yep. So, Jake, I had him, got him. He was, he's the start of my kennel. Yeah. For plot hounds. He was yep. my first plot, you know, and, and I've talked kind of extensively on that, where I got him from in the previous podcast. Um, yeah. Love that dog to death, but... but you know, like I yeah. said, you gotta, you gotta be financially responsible. This is already yeah. an expensive enough oh, sport. Yeah. There are pets, but mm-hmm. are you gonna take your black lab to the vet for six or seven thousand no, dollars? No, 
you know, no. they get hit by a car or something out yeah, here. Exactly. No. You know, everybody. There's, there's a fine they, line. Yeah, and everybody will, you know, the, the non-hunting community or the anti-hunters will will bash us for that. Yeah, but exactly. It's kind of a a deal where it's a dangerous sport, but you got to think of it in a, a way of, uh, say, you let your kid play football or some other kind of contact sport. There, there's a risk that runs with that. Yep. You know, you I can, mean, the thing is too. You know, this is what those, these dogs love to do. And if if you were like. I mean, if, if dogs were wild, right, this happens all the time. Yep. You know, they, I mean, coyotes and wolves and foxes. It's, it's their natural get, instinct. Exactly. And so, I mean, it, I mean, bear hounds are like sled dogs. I mean, you, you, you grab a hold of a sled dog and they pull you. I mean, that's what they, they're, they're born for. Yep. You Bread know, to do. Yep. And that is what, you know, bear hounds are born to do. Yes. Yeah. Chase bears. And they'll, day in and day out, they, you know, lose a limb. Yeah. They still want to go. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. I got a buddy of mine that's got a three-legged red bone. Yeah. Didn't happen from a bear, but it, it got an infection from a, I think a porcupine quill on its leg. Okay. It had, they had to amputate its leg. Oh, wow. He still hunts that dog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not as fast as he used to be, <laughs> but he, he, he tries, exactly. keeps up for a little while. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh. It's just, it was a sad day, but a good day. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was the end of the season for me, well, and for you. Yeah. Was, I, I hung up my hung up my boots after that for the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, as I said, it's not a dog that I could replace sentimentally. Yeah. Never could, but, yeah. I'm, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, well, you're not going to get out of it, are you? Mm-mm. No. It's, right. you know, it, it's... You ask my fiance; she could even tell you. It's a, but she's seen me cry maybe mm-hmm. three times. Two yeah. of those, and once was when my dog got killed by the wolves, and I barely cried at my own dad's funeral. Yeah, where uh, you know, and I ball my eyes out over this dog. Yeah, you know, but you just you got to keep on keeping on. It's not something uh, I put too much time and effort into it to quit. Yeah, you know, I love my dogs and don't want them to get hurt, but mm-hmm. it's. It's sadder. It would be sadder to sit there and watch them do nothing. Yeah. Than to let them do what they want to do. Probably have to put them on antidepressants. <laughs> oh, they they go nuts. They get they get surgery. So they're pretty crazy right now. Yeah. Being that we haven't run anything. My cat season. Well, there is no cat season for me right now. It's right now. It's uh, yeah. what January eleventh uh, or twelfth right now. Yeah, I think so. maybe even thirteenth. Yeah, I think it's thirteenth. So. Michigan bobcat season's in full swing, and uh, on a given year, I'd be out attempting to chase bobcats unsuccessfully. <laughs> uh, but this year, with I've got a kind of the same position with you. You yeah, got a young, yeah. you got a young child, and uh, one on the way for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've got your your baby yeah, and, I, and your son. Yeah. So Hard it's to do stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's I run so much in the summertime that I, I the wintertime I just settle down and. I do what I can with the dogs, but I, I don't hit it nearly as hard. Yeah. It's, you know, it's given and taken. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. And then just getting mentally prepared for next year. Pretty soon we've got our our bear hunting conventions. That uh, They're not, they, a lot of people just assume they're, they're for hounds only, and they're run by houndsmen. Yeah. Like the Michigan Bear Hunters, the UP, yep. UP houndsmen, that, that is pretty specific to hounds. But yep. they're welcome to anybody in the bear hunting community, and yeah. you can... 
they're, they're gun raffles and stuff. It's a big annual banquet that they do. Yep. So I've got uh, the UP Houndsman Banquet coming up at the end of February. Yep. Uh, I haven't decided whether I'm going to go to the Michigan Bear Hunters Association. This was in Traverse City. This this year is in Gaylord. Oh, it is in yep, Gaylord. This year it's okay. in Gaylord, but it's the same weekend as uh, as the APA Breed Days event that I've been going to oh. in Tennessee. So, flipping a coin on that one, I'd I'd really like to go to Tennessee uh, because it's been fun. I've gone yeah. the last few years; it's been fun. But I'd also not necessarily like to have to drive that far. <coughs> um, you know. Just give and take. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Go to Tennessee and probably be in a lot better weather for a good weekend than it is in, yeah. in March. Uh, or go to the Michigan Bear Hunters where I, I for sure know everybody there and just enjoy it. It's actually not too far from my hometown, so mm-hmm. I haven't decided on that one yet. I'm probably going to have to work that weekend and switch days with people anyway, so it's going to be a hassle one way or the other. Yeah. <coughs> and then at the end of March is the... Uh, the Wisconsin Bear Hunters Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably going to make an effort to make it to that one this year. Yeah, never been to it, but I've I've heard they put on a very very good convention and uh, and have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. So, and then after that, it's it's basically just chomping at the bit till July rolls around. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You never do any spring hunting? No, I never have. I uh, I got buddies. So Brennan, mm-hmm. my my hunt partner. Uh, he's never gone to Canada, to my knowledge. Yeah. But a guy that he works with and, and hunts with a lot in the Lower Peninsula, he goes to Canada uh, with a couple other guys. Okay. Uh, just Ontario. Yeah. And they do a spring bear hunt there, which is it's it's actually real beneficial to the yeah. dogs. Like Brennan will send a couple dogs with this guy. Okay. You know, younger dogs. Yeah. And they're there for you know, a week, week and a half, and they'll kill... 10 to 15 bears. Yeah. Uh, and they say, he says it's a whole different ball game. You're looking at bears that have never seen humans. Yeah. Exactly. Out in the bush in, in Canada. Yep. And you wouldn't think it, you'd think it'd be a long ways away, but it's really not that far. No. You know, no, they're, really they're you know, a few hours, four or five hours into Canada, but you're, you're in the bush. Yeah. And it's a big country. Yeah. It, and if bears like that, I, I haven't been there, so I couldn't speak for it, mm-hmm. but these bears are not pressured by dogs. Yeah. And from what I understand, they they treat a little easier there. Okay. That's, you know, they have such a higher success rate, especially when the dogs have been mm-hmm. not bear-minded yeah. all winter long. You go to Canada and get them on, mm-hmm. on bears right off the bat. That's something uh, probably not going to be an option for me this year mm-hmm. <coughs> with the upcoming with the baby, on, baby the on the way. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's just something I'm going to have to lay off for another year or two, yeah. probably two, and, and look into it later on. Yeah. Um. Well, I will plan on doing that at some time, but yeah. For now, I'll just keep playing the game I've been playing now. Where if I'm off work, I'll run Wisconsin the first week. Yeah. And uh, and then hit Michigan hard. Yeah. As soon as it opens. Exactly. Yeah. What do you got planned for this year? For me, you know, I said I was doing a spring hunt, but I gotta I gotta put a little asterisk next to this, so. I don't know where I'm going for the spring yet. Uh, I keep changing my mind. Um, I will say it's either going to be Canada or Idaho is where I'm going for the spring hunt this year. But if there, there's one little thing in the way, though. Um, it's come to my attention that it's 
very possible that I will draw a Zone D Wisconsin tag this year. And if that's the case, um, that's like playing the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be my entire focus. If, if I do draw a Wisconsin tag, that's going to be the only bear hunt I do this year because I'm going to throw everything I've got at it because yeah. there's some big, big bears. Yeah, Zone there. D is a good area. So, um, yeah, so I got to – that comes – the tags come out February 15th or about there, I guess. And so I'm going to wait and see if I draw the tag. If I draw the tag, that's that's for sure what I'm doing is, is Wisconsin. But if I don't, then um, I'm either doing a Idaho spring bear hunt or a Canada spring bear hunt. And uh, then I'll do a Michigan fall hunt again. So, cool. Yeah. I don't know which unit I'm going to hunt Michigan, though. I haven't really decided. It's I'm kind of the same every year. I, I should have an Amasaw tag this year. Yeah. Um, should be a second season tag. Yeah. And I like I've told you before, I, I don't care if I ever kill one again. Yeah. I'm not necessarily in it. I love eating bear. Yeah. I'm definitely, if I get a tag, I want to fill my tag. Yeah, exactly. But if I don't, I'm not heartbroken because mm-hmm. I'm not in it to kill things necessarily. It's, yeah. it's to make better dogs. Yeah. You know, teaching these dogs to do what they're bred to do, exactly. what they're born to do. Yeah. That's what I'm in it for. Being able to shoot a bear is just a you know, plus. You know, yeah, exactly. it's icing on the cake. Exactly. But I should have an Amasaw tag. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. I've I've had some good bears coming in the last few years, as I had said about the yeah. the bear with the scar. Yep. Had my eye on that guy for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some other ones I've seen with some blazes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some unique looking bears. Yeah. Or a really big one. If I get a real big one uh, that I'm gonna be chasing. Sure, I'll, I ain't going to turn it down. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Know, it, it'll go through the season. Maybe it'll be right off the bat. Maybe it'll be after everybody goes home again in the fall. Right. Seem to have good luck the last few years doing that. Well, you know what I found, though, too, is that I almost hate saying this, but nobody was in the woods when I went back to my bait site. Oh, no, Everybody gives up in October because it's deer season. Yeah, yeah. They got that, that uh, bow season opens for deer and a lot of your, your hound hunters, they're there from the 15th of September to the first or second week of October. Yeah. And the yep. season goes till the end of October. Yeah. I think the 25th is the last day. Yep. Exactly. Uh, all together. And you, you got your hardcore guys that are going to be at it till the end on both yeah. sides of the, the baiting and the, the hound hunting yeah. spectrum. Um, I will say there's very few bait hunters that stick it out. To yeah. Them. And even your hound hunters are very unsuccessful. Yeah. The, the later in October you get. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about that because I've always heard that. And, like, it's hard. I mean, I have seen it that late, late into October, <coughs> it's really hard to get bears to come in during the yeah, daylight on baits. Well, it's, not even so much that. They're just, they're not moving. Yeah. They're, they're already yeah. in the hibernation mode. Yeah. If they are moving, they're not moving far. Yeah. They, they, well, I've seen pictures of walk right by baits and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know. and uh, the big thing, so... Like I had said earlier, the Damon boys. Yeah. Uh, my brother and brother-in-law and my sister, Bo and Nikki, they they hunt with them a lot back down home. Uh, they go up to Paradise. Yeah. And uh, it's usually like the last weekend of, of the season, that last weekend of the twenty fifth. Yeah. Everybody goes to Paradise. Mm-hmm. It's basically you got you know twenty trucks out looking for the one bear that's still awake. Exactly. <laughs> you know and and. Very rarely, you might get one or two groups that gets a bear. Yeah. And they, they ended up getting one. 
Okay, nice. on the last weekend. But the, nice. it's called the party weekend. It's uh-huh. basically <laughs> you're just there to celebrate the season. Yeah, you know, tear up the bar, have a good time. Yeah, and nurse a hangover. <laughs> exactly. But they did wind up getting a bear right. uh, on the, the rare occasion that it actually happened. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would I would say though that first couple weeks of October isn't as bad as I've always heard. I don't think. It just depends. It depends me, for me, it's year to year. I mean, I've had, I've had years where it's uh, first week of October and there's a foot of snow. Yeah, that's true. That really that changes that's the game true. quite a bit because it's <laughs> yeah. not only one you got a foot of snow to deal with. It changes the landscape yeah. so much that you might not be able to find your bait that you know by heart in mm-hmm. the dark walking yeah. backwards blindfolded. Oh, exactly. It's, you know, when all the trees are weighed down with snow, it's yeah. such a different landscape. Yeah, it looks different and everything. Well, yeah. I definitely hear you there. But that's that's been a goal of mine. I haven't done it yet, um, is to run a bear or tree a bear in the snow. So that would be really cool. Yeah, I look, uh, I look forward to the snow coming when it does. Yeah. But it does make things way harder. Yeah. So. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. That's that pretty well sums up the season. I mean, yeah. Like you, I had a, I had a great season all together, mm-hmm. and yep. it sounds like yours. Mine yours, ended great. Yeah, went bad, and, and oh, hor- as you had said, you'd never, ever, 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 ever give up. Yep, ever. Always because, stay at it if you got a chance yeah. and you don't take it. Because you just never know. You know, I mean, even going into that, that when I was restarting that bait, I mean, I was pretty skeptical that I was going to be able to get a bear back. Like, especially, I would have never guessed that quickly. You know, I would have yeah. thought it'd The same something. night. Yeah, like like hours later. Because I'm used to, you know, later in October, bear, the baits are getting a little bit weaker and you know, yeah, you might get a hit every other day. Yeah, something like that. I wasn't ready for a big bear to hit three hours later. Yeah, you know, and so you just keep at it. You know, and I mean that's the way my season went. It went from, I mean, it was just such a struggle the whole time, and to end it with a big bear like I did was just great. You yeah. know, like so it turned from the worst season to the best season, but it yeah. was. And, and you got to take it the way you've never done before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And doing it, I'll tell you, yeah, okay, so as, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So as a guy that, I mean, I'm still, I mean, I've heard the whole thing, you know, once you go hounds, you won't go back, you know. Yeah. And I don't think that's true, but it was really cool to run your own bait and do all that and then struggle a little bit. And then bring in the hounds and and end it in such an exciting ending to the season like that. Mm-hmm. That was cool. See, um, and that's like nothing but respect for guys that that will do that. They, you know, you're having a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I, I I actually had the same exact conversation on the first podcast. Uh huh. Yep. Where because I there was said, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're just you're having a rough time. You're yep. you're putting in the work. Yep. You're doing everything right, but you just can't yep. get it to happen. The bears aren't cooperating. Yeah, and and as I've said before, Howens doesn't guarantee anything. Yep, but it gives you that option to increase your chances. Yep, exactly. and that's exactly what happened. You busted your ass all year long. Yep. You know, you even you even gave up on yourself, and yeah, and yep. just one day can turn yep. around like that, just like that. Yep, yep. 
you know, give it a, let's give it a try. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's such a cool experience doing it with, with the hounds. I mean, I, I will always be a bait hunter. I enjoy the challenge of it, it's a chess game of trying to get the bears to come in during the right bear to come in during the daylight and all that. And I will always enjoy that, but I would never turn down a hound hunt either, you yeah. know, cause that is fun. Yeah. Um, and that's why with the saying of once you try hounds, you never go back. It's not like you said, it's yeah. not like you're just going to, Oh, I'm never going to, yeah, I'm never going to beat it ever again. Yeah. But it's, it's fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. Yep. And and it's a very – it was – how do I want to word this? Uh, it was just such an exciting end to it. Yep. You know, it was just – it was such a rush. I mean, those two hours we were chasing that bear were just like, go, 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 go. You know, it's so – especially after sitting there – waiting and waiting for nothing to happen at a at a stand and then to just go 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 and have a big bear at the end that was just perfect yeah. just perfect and i've had plenty of days where <laughs> we're running hounds and it's just like yeah looking at the clock like when is something gonna happen yeah exactly that, it was not that day <laughs> yeah exactly and, and and you know bait sitting isn't always oh man when's something gonna show yep. up it's yep. like Oh man! Oh man! You know. Oh, so. sometimes you get some intense action on a bait too, especially yep. when you get multiple bears coming exactly. in. Exactly. Yep. So, so yeah. But in this particular season, that was the way it went. Yeah. <laughs> so. A good year. I know a lot of a lot of my friends had good years too. Yeah. Um, like I said that just mine mine ended a little bittersweet. Yeah. You know when I lost Jig, um, yep. and a lot of guys. I know a lot of people knew that dog. Yeah. Exactly. It oh, was. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's sometimes the price you got to pay, you know. Yeah. With, I don't know if that's putting it the wrong way or not, but right. unfortunately, that's that is a a risk. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and it's not your fault, right? You know, yeah. I, Even I, though I, never, I do feel like that. Yeah, you might have felt bad about it, but I, I never, ever, ever would put the blame on anybody yeah. for something like that. You know, yeah. it's just you can't do that. Right. You're doing that. You never should have done it in the first place. Right. You, know, you shouldn't even be there if you're going to blame other people for. Yeah. For mistakes. It wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah. There's nothing we could have done to change it. Yeah. It's a bear's fault. We Yeah. I, and we killed him. I killed him. Killed the bear <laughs> and we just ate him. Just ate him. Yep. Yep. That's a good ending to this. We just ate him. We just ate him. <laughs> well, thanks for having me yeah, on, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and uh, thanks for coming over to the world headquarters here. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> I had to travel miles and miles and scale mountains and <laughs> find hills. Oh, through a snowstorm, uphill both ways. You drove through ice. A whole whopping 30 mile drive. Oh, funny, funny, so, funny. Cool. So until next time. Yeah, until next time. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Enjoy. <laughs>